Because, you know, if you masturbate, not only do you not make kids, who, of course, are killing the environment with their evil CO2 emissions from pooping, but you're also generating energy for your remote control. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, September 9th, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 233. This is No Agenda. Coming to you from the Amsterdam Fortified Bank Vault-based Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation (laughs) Lowlands, where horse meat is back on the menu. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where it's garbage day, and I'm probably sounding like crap, because it's all going through a Macintosh. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. That's all right. You sound like crap, but I get the uh, two second, two uh, like two tenths of a second delay on the headphone. So that's why I kind of messed up there. Uh, the two, yeah, well, the delay, I'm sure there's a lag and we're going to sound off a little bit this week. But yeah. uh, at least you uh, managed to get over to the meetup. <laughs> no, no, no. The meetup is uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, the Dutch No Agenda meeting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm I'm so I'm here in Gitmo Nation Lowlands in the morning to everybody, and of course, all ships at sea, and to all you human resources in the chat room at noagendachat.net. Um, so of course, I'm back here immediately. Uh, I am the news. Oh, good. Oh my goodness. Get so, more listeners. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. So we land here, and the first thing we read uh, splashed across at least three tabloids is that uh, Mickey's pregnant. <laughs> how funny is that that's great <laughs> well congratulations well, by the yeah, way it's my pleasure we're very happy and uh, she's already they, they, they literally they had pictures of us from like a year and a half ago we were sitting on some terrace and it's like looks like she's now drinking water instead of alcohol and they have like a, there's a bottle of water on the table and literally they drew a red circle around it you know like look she's <laughs> drinking water she must be pregnant it was hilarious. Yeah, that makes nothing but sense. <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. The funny thing is, get this, um, so she actually was feeling quite nauseous for the past week. And uh, so, so we Well, get, maybe they know something you don't know. Well, so we get here, and then, you know, she's like feeling really nauseous, and then we read this, and you said, you know, why don't you go pee on a stick? Let's, let's just make sure that this isn't like some kind of cabal that we don't know about. So she's not pregnant, by the way. Yeah, but was it just a stick she peed on? I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a stick. I got to show you this. This is really funny. Um, So, uh, hold on, let me see if I can find it. So we had a lunch with with two very old friends uh, of Mickey. Literally, they're old. They're like 75. And... um, and so we had a lunch the other day, and they they made this like beautiful. They have a little um, little t- uh, out not an outhouse. They have a little garden house, and they prepared a beautiful lunch for us. And they have one of those, you know, those stoves that has like the it's kind of like a, a pot belly, and then on top it's it's not it's like a more like a fireplace, and it has one of those um, chimneys on top of it. So it really yeah, it's draws called a pot belly stove. Pot belly stove. So they had this uh, stick that goes along with it. Which was what, f- did, and Mickey peed on it, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to send you the link. Here, check this out. Um, it's a it's a French stick, and it's hollow, and you use it to blow into the pot-bellied stove to stoke it up. Do you have the link? I'm looking at it now. Uh, I'm going to put Hold the on. link in the chat room so the chat room can see it. I so I, anyway, I tweeted this. I oh, tweeted, this thing! I tweeted this link, and everyone immediately is like, "Curry's back, and he's and he's smoking." <laughs> wow, a huge, what a bong! He's smoking a huge bong. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's, it's, it, this is not the pot belly stove that the Americans would consider a pot belly stove. This is some sort of, I don't know what it is. Like Moroccan or something. Well, I, I, but it's, it's funny, isn't it great though, with that big plume coming out? What are I'm, you doing? I'm blowing on it to, to, to make the fire go better. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so, um, were you, uh, we, the stupidest picture I've ever seen. Love, that's why I had to tweet it. But then, of course, immediately Curry is getting high again. Yeah, right. Not only that, but it's very funny from, from that perspective. <laughs> it was in the newspaper. I swear to God. Immediately, they're like, Who yeah. took the picture? Mickey did on the iPhone. Well, she should get paid then. Yeah, she yeah. should get her bonus. Yeah, I wish. I wish. Hmm. So anyway, so uh, we leave on... Uh, when did we leave? We left... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to the story. So Mickey took this crazy picture. Right. I tweeted and it. And where did she post it that, it that they would steal it? No, I tweeted it. So it's on TwitPic. And of course, there's no Creative Commons copyright notice there. So, so they just they just lifted it. Yeah, of course. Okay. Did um, you get a photo credit? Or somebody, did Mickey yes, get a photo yeah, credit? Yeah, I got a photo credit. Yeah, got a credit. Okay. Credit at Adam Curry. That was pretty funny. So, um... So we leave Monday from Gitmo Nation West from LAX, which is uh, the only air you can't leave from Burbank to fly to. Yeah, you're still laughing at the picture, right? This picture is hilarious. <laughs> it's great, right? <laughs> okay, so um, we uh, you know we check in and you go through that whole rigmarole where you can't just like check your suitcases. You have to you know you, they put the tag on it. And then you have to take it over to the dickhead over at uh, TSA, who then loads it onto the uh, the X-ray machine. You know, the one that doesn't detect anything because shit just goes right on through. So, um, so I, I knew something would have been amiss. So we so we put that on and we go right out the just sliding doors right there. We go around the corner. We're going to smoke our last cigarette before we get on the plane. And the guy comes out, the TSA guy, who, whose whose job it is to put these. You know, he's basically just a, a worker bee. He's supposed to just put this stuff on the belt. And he says, there's no smoking here. Go away. There's no smoking here. And I said, well, excuse me. There's no no smoking sign anywhere here. There's no smoking here. You have to stand over there. And he, and he points to a spot like three feet further up. So I'm like, dude, chill out. We'll we'll step over there. But just so you know, there's like no, there's no restriction here for smoking. Three seconds later... Another TSA, TSA guy comes out, stands right where we were, and lights up a cigarette. <laughs> so I immediately like, hey, hey, there's no smoking here. And the guy's like cracking up. And so we had this whole, this great conversation. He's actually a supervisor. He's like, yeah, you know, these guys, it's all fucked up. It's all stupid. And so, you know, how often do you come out to smoke? He says, I only come out, you know, a couple times a day. But most guys come out, they're standing out here all day smoking, doing nothing. So I'm feeling pretty good about uh, the shut up slave uh, system and until of course we go through airport security so we uh, were in line and there's a magnometer and uh, mickey goes to the magnometer and i put my stuff i'm right behind her put my stuff on the belt you know of course i'm, I'm almost naked and uh, and this tsa woman comes over and she says uh, sir you're going over to here through the through the x-ray machine i'm like no i'm not she says yes you are i said no i'm not going through there so I have a choice. So I, I, cho- I choose not to go through that. Well, you should have seen it. All of a sudden, we have an opt-out. We have an opt-out. We have an opt-out. Like, okay. We have an, op- we have an opt-out we have an opt-out and it's like a big deal? Yeah, we have an opt-out. Three people immediately are over at the, uh, at the baggage scanner. Of course, this is my bag, the one with, uh, with the whole studio in it, with batteries, wires, electronic devices. So there's like three people over there. 
Nikki, of course, is peeing in her pants at this point. And then she says, okay, uh, uh, I said, you know, I have a choice. I want to go through the, the metal detector. No, you're going to have a pat down. So that's fine. You can give me a pat down, but I'm not going to go through your x-ray machine. She says, okay, just walk on through and, uh, and uh, he'll uh, do a pat down on the other side. I said, I'm not walking through the x-ray machine. She says, you wanted me to literally walk through it. I said, no, I'm not walking through it. I'll walk around it. I'm not going to walk through it. You can pat me down all you want. I'm not walking through it. Okay, so finally... We've got that settled. I go over. There's another guy there. Um, he says, uh, why don't you want to go through the x-ray machine? I say, because uh, I don't trust it. The science, I literally said, the science is not in on this. And here's what he says. He says, you know, you get more radiation on the airplane. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> he says, yeah, you get more radiation just flying. Oh, it's really? possible. <laughs> right. But I say, I don't believe it. And she says, oh, yeah? Why don't you believe it? So now he's in question mode. I said, because I know, here's what I said. I know a lot about x-ray machines, and I know a lot about airplanes. <laughs> and then the guy's, he's in the, oh, really? So anyway, so then he's, he's patting me down. And he's like, when I go over the sensitive areas, I will use the back of my hand. Yeah. And so he's like rubbing my ass. I'm using the back of my hand. Like, oh, okay. And then he... When he's done, Up a little, you should say a little lower. Yeah, no, I, I was a little careful. And meanwhile, there's three people over there looking at my bag on the X-ray. And then he holds his hands up and he says, "Stay right there." And then he has a woman come over and swab his gloves. You know, and so Mickey's standing right on the other side of the of the barrier. So what is he doing that for? I said, you know, to see if I have any if I've been in contact with any explosives. The guy looks at me and I said, "But honey." The only thing explosive I've touched in the past week is you. But I thought you were careful. Yeah. Well, I, I couldn't resist. So anyway, so then, but they literally did not ask me to open up my bag. They, they, they went back and forth, back and forth, three people looking at the x-ray, and then they just let it go through, full with wires, batteries. Oh, that's right. Your bag is like low. It looks, <laughs> it looks like a command center for Al-Qaeda. It's a command center. It was just, it was unbelievable. And it's just, just, you know, and just, well, you, 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 you're right. You do have a choice. This is America. You know, you have a choice of not going through it. I said, yeah, we still have a choice anyway. So they're trained. That's uh, that's the line now is, uh, oh, and, and I was really, I, I was so angry because of course my, uh, my iPhone was in my bag, so I couldn't get to it. They have new pictures posted and it says, here's what the officers see. And they show a female front and back and a male front and back. And the female, you see like her underwear. And there's no real definition of, um, of yeah, breasts or anything. Crap. But on the male now, you see your dick hanging. They literally, oh, you do? You literally see the penis and the balls right there. No, the I'm going to bring a salami next time I go through. <laughs> I was amazed. I'm like, wow, they're now posting. You remember it used to be like all blurred yeah, out just and a blur. everything. Now you literally see you know, testicles and penis. I, I want to take a picture, but of course I couldn't. Over the, the line four, we got a number. We got an eight. We got an eight. <laughs> an opt out. I'm an opt out. <sighs> so um, anyway, it was so fun. at the at SFO, uh, they have a um, uh, at the Virgin side, which is the the it, when you go in the international terminals, the, it's the first terminal. It's the first right, gate right, you come yeah, to, right, the, right next to the uh, to the the lounges, which are upstairs. Uh, yeah. you, there's two segments to the to the entryway. There's a one on the right and one on the left. If you go all the way over to the one on the left and go through, they don't have the machine on that side. 
and you don't have any hassles whatsoever. So that's right. what I recommend anybody flying through SFOs to go to the Virgin side of the terminal. Right. They have right. you know, on both ends. They got these entries, but on the on the end on the um, I'd say the south end, uh, or I guess it might be the east end. It's hard to say, but it's the first gates you come to uh you go to the far left you go into the line and there's no you don't even have to worry about it because you, there's just the only one machine that's on the other side so anyway uh you definitely can opt out but they become very suspicious of you for doing so so i mean give nation lowlands before we get to our uh our executive producers uh just a couple of the quick things out of the news number one three months still no government everything's great and well, maybe they should just leave it that way. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I've been watching the uh, they have parliamentary debates, so they're trying to form a government. And they're now, you know, now they're just literally telling stories, making jokes. Everyone's, I mean, they're literally laughing at the people here. And everyone's like, "Wow, that was really funny." Politicians were like really being cool and being funny and and cracking jokes about how lame they are not getting the coalition together. I'm like, God, you slaves! Don't you see that they're laughing at you? And they don't see it. But it's so bad here, the financial crisis, that um, uh, the, uh, the trade in horses has virtually stopped. So, you know, people who uh, breed horses, um, there's just no, really? there's no market. Yeah, there's no market, according <laughs> to the, uh, the, uh, the newspaper. And so uh, people are sending them off to the slaughterhouse because they're worth more by uh, turning them into glue and, uh, and dinner. Then keeping them around and feeding them for the trade. So, did you have any horse meat while you're there yet? You're going to have a horse meat dinner? No, I will. I haven't had anything yet, but I'll try and get some. I will. Yeah. Uh, I will let it's you. The meat's a little dense. I, I, I like it's, horse uh, meat. I, I, I've, I've had it many times. I enjoy it. I don't feel good about it, but I do enjoy. I it. I don't feel bad about it. It's a horse that was going to have a. You know, was a. Then it would have eating a cow. I mean, if you're going to feel bad about eating these things, it's. Uh, just become a vegetarian. Don't worry about it. Hold on a second. I'm looking at the chat room. Are, are, who is too loud? Is John too loud? They're saying you're too loud. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to so turn am I you overmodulated? Down. Is that what they said? You want me to turn my... No, no, my no. I'll, no I'll, t- I'll turn you down here. I think I should be turned down on this end. No, don't. Well, you, because- you, need, you need more cowbell. Okay. I think we're okay now. <laughs> they're saying that you're overmodulating. yeah turn it down just a little bit john okay uh, actually i'm sure let me the testing one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven there that okay. should that cuts All it right. way back i think we're okay now who I knows like to modulate <clears throat> who knows what's going on it's hard well at least the chat room's got some feedback how do i yeah. sound now chat room well, you have to wait 30 seconds before they can come back. <laughs> it's like, you just sit, well, just ask them a question and wait for 30 seconds before they answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Beautiful. All right, tell me someone is supporting this uh, crappy show. Ah, it's not crappy. The show's fantastic. No, it sounds like crap today. Oh, this the crappy sounding show. Yeah, the crappy sounding show. Yeah, we've got... Uh... Uh, what we got? To one, two, three, four executive producers. One of them is wow. standalone. Wait a minute. Okay, who's standalone? Let me do that one. Standalone executive be Paul Couture. Oh, yes. Who seems to be our sir, main sir executive Paul Couture nowadays? Mm-hmm. Between jobs, I understand. <laughs> From Antioch, Tennessee. Right. Uh, he is. Um, 
542-46. Okay. And he's going to donate his knighthood. Uh, or I guess he's got a knighthood. I don't know. Does he ever really have a knighthood? Yeah, I guess it's from combination of last week and this week's funds for Larry Stewart. Um which we'll give him later. And then another then we have three executive producers in their own separate box. Timothy uh, Kavanaugh. In, in, wait, wait a minute, in, in one box or altogether? No, no, yeah, yeah, right. It'd be Paul executive producer Paul Couture, right. then executive producer t- with three names. Okay, executive producers. Yep. Okay. Serge. Timothy Kavanaugh of Lawton, Michigan, three fifty five ten, and he, I think, requires a. I'm not sure. Let me look. Hey, John and Adam, started listening to your show about six months ago. It's finally opened my eyes to the garbage thrown at us by the mainstream media. I figure it's about time I gave a little value back for all the value I've received. Please de-douche me. <laughs> You've been de-douched. He's been de-douched, but meanwhile. <laughs> I know you love you know, it. I always wonder what a newcomer to the show, show <laughs> it's thinks. Like, what? What is this? What the? What the? But he wants to call out Rick Schmidt and Charlie McKinney as douchebags. We need two douchebags. Douchebag. Douchebag. Here we go. Two douchebags. He says, Rick introduced me to the show and has not donated a dime as well. Charlie is just a douchebag, period. Yeah. So that's what, hey, by the way, Rick and Charlie, this is what your friends think. <laughs> yeah, that's what your friends think of you. Uh, and then we have uh, Charles Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he was in France, it would be Charles Jordan. Charles it might Jordan. actually be named after the uh, actor, uh, singer. Uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 33333. Uh, and he wants uh, foundationbar.com plugged as Mar- Milwaukee's best Mai Tai and Tiki Bar. <laughs> Adam, bring your RV to Milwaukee and come visit Dame Carol Jordan is soon to be Knight Charles Jordan. Yeah. In the morning. Yeah. That's uh, you know, have a have a have a pina colada with a umbrella. I got. I uh, got to say that uh, the uh, we now have no agenda, no agenda tour dot com. Oh, and uh, you got to take a look at it. Uh, of course, Sir Paul Couture uh, threw this together. And uh, you can enter your zip code, and it uh, and it uh, places a pin on the map, and uh, we're filling up. It's going to take us five months to visit everybody. <laughs> Look, have you, have you see it? It's a beautiful site. Yeah. Well, Couture is an expert at doing sites. Yeah. Some people actually suggest that if he comes up with a template for some Squarespace uh, sites... Oh. Which he could probably knock out in a minute. That the people will idea. adopt it. So we have the problem that we have with all these crazy sites is that there's no singular look, right? Which yeah, is we should, know, have, we should have a, a Squarespace template, maybe a WordPress template might even be better. Yeah, yeah. we need both. Yeah, and then um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh well, anyway, let me get those out of the way. These other guys, uh, and lastly, David Chapman, who's out there in. Uh, in the Netherlands. Go in, ahead, in, give it a try. Uh, Vassenaar. <laughs> Vassenaar. Very good. Yeah, not bad. <clears throat> Vassenaar. In 33333. Where is that, by the way? That is uh, near The Hague. Oh, okay. It's a very rich area. Uh, I think he could have donated more. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just you, saying. You, you're assuming by from demographic information <laughs> that this guy's probably loaded. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Then we have one associate executive producer came in late, and uh, Erico will have to make a note so it doesn't show up again next week. Rory Stone, uh, 
donated $250 uh, this morning. He wanted to get in the morning donation uh, to make your gentleman's day since you returned the favor many times over in the morning, just getting uh, antsy toward knighthood. And it sounds like the rings are bullshit. Now, he ho, actually ho, ho, meant ho. not bullshit because we made a point of saying that the ring order is essentially in. Couture's designed the ring, and we've got uh, we're going to get two vendors and make a make a bunch make a of choice. them. Yeah, and they are beautiful, by the way. It's a good looking ring, good yeah. signet ring. So it's it's a reverse. Yeah. So if you hit someone in the mouth, then uh, it, right. Yeah, it'll, it'll look it'll, it'll look it'll right. Look it's the only use for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. A couple of uh, PR mentions. Um, of course, I need to uh, plug again the Dutch No Agenda meeting, which is uh, tomorrow night in uh, in Amsterdam. Go to DutchNoAgendaMeeting.com. Uh, of course, the press have already found out about this, and uh, we now have the place secured. No press will be allowed inside the venue. So, uh, uh, you know, you can come incognito. Uh, I, of course, won't be able to. But they'll be standing outside, so don't be afraid that we will not be inside. Uh, and there are still uh, some spots available to uh, come and hang out. And I've got a posse of three hookers with me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mickey and two girlfriends. So, uh, and they are going to be the the hookers part of Hookers and Blow for the show. And they said they will dress accordingly. They're so, going to dress hot. Yeah, they're going to dress really, really yeah. But hot. this is faux hookers. Yes, <laughs> faux hookers. <laughs> Hey, it's more than you get on Craigslist, okay? Well, nowadays. Yeah, so uh, they're going to be showing up. That'll be fun. Uh, uh, I want to, while we're talking about this, I want to mention something. Do you have any more uh, uh, yeah, people? I do. I, yeah, I do have a couple. Yeah, get them out of the way. I, 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 there's a couple of things I yeah, keep let me just run, Let me run them down. So DutchNoAgendaMeeting.com. Uh, please, NoAgendaFans.com. We have the second challenge coin, uh, which I think we're already uh, 20 or 25% have been have sold out. These are the beautiful 10-10-10 coins. Um, with 42 on it, and it's just stunning to look at. And uh, everyone's hopping on that again. Uh, that, of course, is another Sir Paul Couture uh, mission to uh, support the show, working very well. We appreciate it. NoAgendaFans.com. We have uh, NoAgendaSuperKarma.com. Sales working there as well for the Super Karma 42 package, medallion, and lapel pin. Uh, that also for 10, 10, 10. As you know, that's binary for 42, uh, which is the answer to everything and all things in the, in the universe. And uh, I need to promote the No Agenda uh, Naggers. This will be the meetup on 10, 10, 10. And there's, uh, if you go to noagendanaggers.com, that is where you can, uh, there are like 12 meetups, I think, uh, already scheduled. So you can go and, uh, and, and, and Nagger stands for No Agenda Global Gathering of Excellent Resources. Uh, so all of that is in the show notes at noagendashow.com. And we thank everybody for helping out and uh, and supporting the show. We need it. So I noticed there's a uh, No Agenda Records. Yeah. And, and we had two new songs uh, in the pre-stream, Beautiful Humans and Super Train, both by GX2. And also I want to mention to people something we keep forgetting to do, which is go to noagendastickers.com. And get some stick, print up some stickers and stick them out near the toll booths where you can. I haven't yet to see one at the San Francisco uh, Bay Bridge, but there should be posted, you know, just stickers. You know, you just these what, you know, all these little indie groups, st- you know, they have these stickers and they stick them all over the telephone poles and all over the place. And we, we actually are, I think we, we need a little more uh, enthusiasm. Uh, so far as stickers are concerned. Okay, and noagendastuff.com. I mean, we what a great model we have, John. 
This is so cool. I love yeah, it. Yeah, all we have to do is plug it. Yeah, if you just go, just Google no agenda, and you'll see it's like we we command three pages of Google results. It's amazing. Yeah. Hey, can we do the formula before you continue, or do you have more? Hit it. Okay. Well, you know what you got to do. Propagate it for us loud and proud. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Everybody get ready. Sing along time. Here we go. Here we go. Shut up, sing. Yo. So um, there is, uh, of course, a lot going on in the world that we plan to assassinate for you. Um, well, more foots are showing up. Sorry, what? More foots. More oh, foots. I didn't know that there was any more foots. Yes, uh, there was a foots that showed up uh, in southern Sweden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that had a shoe on it, not a running yeah, shoe. Well, <laughs> Okay. Uh, so this was a man shoe containing a human foot found on the seashore in southern Sweden. The foot was discovered on Tuesday by the water in Tilusand. That's near Hagstad. Was Hanstadt. it a right foot or a left foot? Let me see if it says. I, I, I always think it's funny, though, when the officials say, we do not currently suspect a crime has been committed. Yeah, there's a foot. <laughs> <laughs> it seems as though something happened. Yeah, police said the foot had been in the water for some time. The shoe is described as a normal man's shoe. Hey, doesn't if you've been in the water for some time, doesn't like the uh, doesn't the shoe fall off of the foot? How long does a, a foot stay good? I don't know. Huh. I don't know what the what the what the uh, shelf life of a dead foot is. Uh, then we have uh, this just in um, fisherman's net. Uh, bagged a tiger shark and uh, they were about to let the tiger shark go and then it regurgitated a human foot. Uh, no um, no shoe attached to this. However, when they took the shark back to, to um, back to shore, they also found the decomposed remains of a severed right leg, two severed arms and a torso. Uh, and then it says, investigators are still unsure how the victim died. <laughs> how about he was eaten by a shark, dude? <laughs> or a bunch That's of stupid. them. Stupid. Someone did recommend to me, or someone suggested, one of our producers, that maybe this whole foots thing with the sport, with the sports shoe is part of the uh, uh, the sports uh, match rigging cabal. If someone doesn't uh, rig the soccer match, then you, they cut your foots off. And it's possible. Throw, throw it in the water. It's just, it's amazing. More and more foot stories showing up. And this is something that really only a show like No Agenda can, can kind of cobble together because we're now, everyone's on the lookout for stories about foots. And, yeah. uh, and they're out there. They are out there for sure. So uh, I've got a thing to start we can start with. Okay. Uh, you know, the assertion we have is that the Joy Behar show is a <laughs> test test. Yeah, bed. a test bed to see if uh, people will eat the crap that she's dishing out. So the so what they're testing now is, and it's kind of funny because I got two clips, and uh, it's about a apparently some how to be a predator, you know, or predator being a child predator for dummies, or you know, the <laughs> idiot's guide to being a, a sleaze ball. There's something going around the net supposedly. Which I, I questioned the authenticity of the entire story, uh, but 
that's going around that has a it's kind of a step by step guide on how to pick up kids uh, or so. You can play a child predator manual uh, clip. It describes everything. Literally, it's a step-by-step manual. It, it describes. Wait a minute. Now, have you found said manual? Has, has no. Have we no found... this, they, this, as far this, as I can tell, made up. it's made up. Obviously, I don't know if it's made. It could be somebody wrote it up. There's, I'll tell you. Here's the problem I have with it. They have the step-by-step. You, as you hear it, see what element is missing from a classic in in terms of the the culture. What's missing from the from this picture, well, I'll tell you what it is. It's okay. the internet. They never mentioned that the internet is oh, a possible right. place you can pick up kids, but anyway, go on. Okay. People, how they can find victims, um, different locations, churches, um, schools, daycare centers, family, friends, anything, any type of situation you can come across. Uh, duh. Duh. Daycare center. Yeah, I'm looking for some kids. Let me think. Uh, <laughs> churches. Day- yeah, I know. Churches. It's, oh, it's my. Really dumb. This is horrible. Um, it details how those offenders or those predators can prey on those children. Here now with more on this horrible subject is uh, the host of HLN's Prime News and former prosecutor, Vinny Politan. Hey, Vinny. Um, you know, hey, we just hey, heard. Hey, Vinny. Hey, Vinny. It's Joy Pito Behar here. Let me ask you a question. A brief description of what's in this manual. Can you tell me any more about it? Well, there's not a lot of details available because police aren't telling us a lot about it because pro- it doesn't exist. Oh, they don't want us to know what's in, exactly in this manual. But here's basically the way it breaks down 170 pages and what's in it is how to find kids how to molest them and then how to keep the kids quiet how to keep the kids from telling anybody about it so it's really you know a start to finish turnkey uh, uh guide to how to molest children for you franchisees <laughs> this is a gunty ranker <laughs> I can't believe this. How to find kids, how to molest them in case, you know, you're like a child molester and don't know how to do it. And then how to keep them quiet. What does it say? Like, give them a lollipop. This is this is ridiculous. This is oh. and never get caught doing it, Joy. Now, obviously, they, they don't want to give us too many details and they're not handing out copies of the manual. Because everybody but, will want to do it. Yeah, we're all going to jump on that bandwagon to the media or yeah, public so because they're not going to give out any copies because it's just to encourage it. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, this is horrible. They want they don't want this thing distributed. But there's but there's nothing that they can do right now because there's nothing illegal about possessing it at this point. It's unbelievable. Uh, there's your meme. No, hold on. Nothing illegal about possessing it at this point. Is that it? Yeah, there's a uh, movement afoot uh, to. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, nice. T- this is essentially a, a censorship uh, uh, play in, in one way, and you, there's another aspect to this story that I think is more sinister than that. But it's come. It'll it'll come up in the second clip. Okay, Go on. Well, let's listen to this. Uh, this is amazing. Illegal about possessing it at this point. It's unbelievable that this thing is out there. Do they, Do you know if there are pictures in the manual? <laughs> She wants a copy. Tito Behar. Are there pictures? They are. Pictures. I can't pictures. Well, here's here's what I know. Um, as a former prosecutor, I know that if there's pictures of children being molested in that manual and you possessed it, that would be illegal. That would be I very see. illegal. That former prosecutor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have a law degree to know that one. Oh, hold on, let me just do So, uh, just f- from basic legal knowledge, I would say no, there aren't pictures or photographs in it. Are there sketches in it? Possibly. Uh, again, we don't know because this is a document that's not posted on the internet. This. Oh, wait a minute, it's not posted on the internet. 
No, it's going. You, he explains it. It's going this- around email amongst the cognoscenti. Ooh. Distributed by email, Ooh. Joyce. So you had to be to on home. the list to get uh-huh. it. Oh, how do I get on the list? What oh, list? So you had to be a- <laughs> it's the list. Shut up, John. It's the pedo list. You know that. Molester in the first place to get this manual. Either I that say. or an undercover police officer, and I guess they got on the list as well, and that's how Orange <laughs> County got their hands on this thing. Uh, but it's really quite troubling that someone would take the time, Joy, to outline how to do this, knowing Yeah, how- this is pretty scary. So if someone emails you this thing, of course, there's no way to delete this record, really, particularly if you use, like, Gmail, and this thing shows up in your email because you've gotten on the list somehow. Well, it gets worse in the next clip. But uh, by the way, this is Orange County's Orange County, Florida. Oh, okay. It's a scandal Good. down in Florida. Oh, okay. How, how destructive this behavior is. It's, it's absolutely brazen. Well, molesters are destructive people. They're, they're, they're terrible, evil people. Oh, I, really? I mean, it doesn't, it, it doesn't surprise me to tell you the truth that it's there. Uh, having read so much. St- you know, this, of course, has to be. I mean, there's a number of things here, but it, this is the the gateway into you have to uh, be, your email has to be read. This has got to be. Oh it. yeah, that that's this is right. Totally. I didn't, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, we have to make sure you're not on the list if you're receiving a pedo bear email. Oh, this is disgusting. Stuff on this topic, it's just horrendous. Police don't know where this came from, but they are looking for the person that put it out there, right? No, no, they're not. No, they're not, Joy. They're not at all interested in who put this out there. It's just, it's, you know, I'm glad you asked that question. That's very interesting. Looking for the author, and he calls himself in this manual the mule. Now- <laughs> <laughs> and the mule and Joy the horse. Now, here's the thing, you know, possessing it, writing it, not illegal. But they suspect if this guy took the time to write 170 pages, and I'm presuming it's a guy. It's 170 pages? This is a lot yeah. of details. I mean, John, whatever you do, do not Google this. Do not <laughs> Google 170 pages on how to find, molest, and keep <laughs> kids quiet. This is just a little recommendation. Don't Google that, okay? Not a good idea. 170, uh, 170 pages, and he's probably done this in the past, and there are victims no. out there. So he has experience. They're very interested in finding who this guy is, and uh, once they find out who he is, I'm sure they'll fully investigate him to see if, in fact, he has committed any of the crimes that he describes how to do in this 170-page <sighs> manual. It's oh unbelievable. My oh, my God. This is really, really, really bad. This is really bad. Of course, this is bullshit. It's a fucking manual. So it gets actually a little worse. Uh-huh. Uh, and you can kind of put the, the pieces together in the next clip. Unfortunately, Behar, I guess with her script, she kind of missed the point uh, of this other woman who comes on to make an interesting assertion that the manual is good because <laughs> it, it allows us to track people down like oh, dogs. Oh, that's right. This is it. This is It's going to come into your email, and you're going to go to jail. This is what it's all about. As we just heard, and we all know that. Why wouldn't something like this qualify as illegal as well? Well, as sick and twisted as it is, I'd like to look at this as a fantastic blessing in disguise. So often in mm. sexual assault cases, you don't have any corroboration. So all of a sudden, someone gets picked up, and a search warrant comes out, and on the computer <coughs> you have this, you have some sort of corroboration. But the reason why that this is wait, 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 not stop illegal. there for a second tell me some more about that part you know in other words parents can see the information and protect their children now that they know exactly what they're misses going to the do point. what she misses the point completely this woman i mean behar does she even listen to her no. guess or no, was she given no, the wrong of course notes? Not. no 
Let me let me just roll that back a little bit. Let's just hear her kick into that again. What an idiot! Tell me some more about that part. You know, in other words, parents can see the information and protect their children now that they know exactly what they're going to do. These people. <sighs> it hurts. Is there more? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it gets better. And and what's really funny about this because Behar missed the point, and the woman explains it in great detail, which we have to discuss. Then Behar just dismisses her at the end with just because she still never gets it, and so she's well, whatever, whatever. And she goes to the next person. Hilarious. Is that what you're saying? That's one. Well, that's one element, but even better is, let's say a kid makes a report against a perpetrator, and normally that would be a he said, she said case. But let's say that the cops go out and issue a search warrant, and all of a sudden they go on the computer and they find this manual. Well, by having had downloading the manual and taking the child's words, now you have corroboration on a crime that may not have been prosecutable before. I see. Okay. All right. Ed, police. I see. Okay. Uh, Ed, uh, back to this uh, manual. Uh so oh Bayer obviously wants to get a hold of the manual. Yeah. Oh, she she's wants encouraging it bad. parents oh, yeah. to get a hold of the manual so they can reverse engineer it. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like we have to understand how do how do pedophiles find children? Well, they go to church. I think you should uh, ask the Pope. Maybe he has the manual. Whatever the case is, it seems to me as though that this is a slam dunk. If you're uh, all you have to do is plant this manual on exactly. somebody's computer. Exactly. Just email and- it to him. He, or email it to him. That would be fine. You email it to him, and then you do a, a false accusation. This is, a, this is how you get rid of political enemies. Wow. You email this to them, false accusation from some dumb kid who's been talked into it. And then this guy, you know, you never really prosecute to any extent, but you ruin the guy or woman. Yeah. Yeah, immediately. And, and they're out of the picture. Wow. Well, there's another way you can do it. If you have a a, a political adversary, uh, you can always do what uh, Wyclef Jean has done. And I have an audio clip. Unfortunately, I have not been able to uh, record audio clips. You'll have to bear with me as this comes from YouTube. This is Wyclef Jean, the future president of Haiti, uh, in concert... And uh, please listen to, uh, have you heard this, John? This uh, white No, I know about it, though. Okay. I know y'all seen me in the news. Y'all seen me in the news for like three months straight. So this is him. Uh, I'm not quite sure where he was on stage. Let me see if it says here. Uh, it was a Hot 97 concert, everybody. Hot 97 brings you Wyclef Jean, the future president of Haiti, live on stage. Hot 97. Well, I gotta tell the media... If I was president, I'll get elected on Friday. Just wait for it. Assassinated on Saturday. No, yeah. No, wait for it. Buried on Sunday. They go back to work on Monday. Yeah, here comes. If I was president, if I was the president. Here comes. If I was president. I got a message for Sean Penn. Maybe he ain't see me in Haiti because he was too busy sniffing cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) So if you if Sean if someone comes out and says you're a basic douchebag because you are and you're in with the oil cabal traveling on their jet with Clinton and you know you've been pushed forward, go on stage at hot ninety-seven. 
and uh, sing uh, and try to fit into your song with some great lyrics that your adversary is sniffing cocaine. <laughs> and he, he also slams the other guy from the few from the Fujis. Yeah, uh, who was all who also came out against him. Here it is. I got a message for Prizewell. Even though you don't want to support me, I got love for you. Even though you only kick eight bars in the Fuji's, if I was president. He's <laughs> like, it, wasn't Wyclef the guy who went one time, two time? Isn't that all he did? <laughs> Something like that. And now he's sitting, that. That's just too funny, man. Where he's sitting there like, Chomp and you sniffing cocaine. I put it in my song. I wrote these lyrics myself. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> this and of course Sean Penn is like livid. I don't have any audio tape of him, but you know that's oh, going to okay. be. You know, Penn is is more of a. Uh, he's such a rabble rouser, and he's so good at it that uh, you know he could do like a short movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be very interesting to watch. And, uh, you know, Wyclef uh, has plenty of time to do concerts at Hot 97. Dick. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, anyway, so, so yeah, we, we've been following that from the right off the bat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we've been following the whole Haiti thing and the earthquake machine and how that's uh, how the country is just being raped. And uh, well, so uh, we got a couple of interesting things coming up this uh, TV season. Oh, you know, oh, we start, had it starts a, real uh, soon. That's right. We've got uh, our uh, the new season starting. Yeah, there. Uh, and, and if you remember, I was either last show or the show before where I made this assertion, which I will use as a theme for a while, which is that they've that they've, they've the orders are in that we're going to change the focus from local law enforcement to federal government law enforcement as being the Good. better of yeah, the two. The smart guys, exactly. The smart guys, as opposed to the dummies that they've always been portrayed as. So now we have a new show coming out from Jerry Bruckheimer called, called The Chase, oh. which apparently consists of nothing more than U.S. Marshals, which I, you know, if I've seen a lot of law enforcement agencies, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a U.S. Marshal driving around, but I, I suspect it's going to start to happen. Well, they, well, they do have these, um, I think that it's, it's a different type of uh, cruiser and it has, it has some, it's like the Gitmo Nation police. I have seen pictures of them. So, the, you know, the okay. Marshals do have different vehicles and there's something, something what do different they do? on the side. They, uh, they go plant uh, pedo books on people. That's probably what they do. Yeah. So anyway, the point is, is that this show and all they show is this woman. They're gonna, you know, for one thing, you're gonna glamorize the. Uh, they're glamorizing women as the, you know, as the more sane of the of the of the two uh, elements of the human species. Uh, and this woman is a tough cop, good looking blonde, Got hot, yeah, baby, hot blonde, and all she does is chase people literally <laughs> that's on what foot. the show is called the chase <laughs> on foot and they show her the one scene which you, you won't be able to see here on the on the audio but you can kind of imagine it she's saying u.s marshal stop and she's running <laughs> running from table to table to table over tables in a cafe and, and her boobs bouncing Knocking around shit over her boobs some guy tell me about the boobs just, Play the proto trailer and you'll see what it's all about. Mondays get a real punch. Boom! In a new drama from the master of adrenaline. Hey, I'm Jerry Bruckheimer. So put on your boots, check your gear, and keep your eyes open. I got him! Here comes Chase. Chase. 
Nice. The title says just about everything you need to know. Chase is something really special for us, something we haven't done ever. Action! U.S. Marshals on the way! Kind of reminds me of how we started with CSI. Big difference between us and the police. They care about where he's been, we care about where he's going. Let's move. Every week you're going to go after a violent felon. You're going to see how the federal marshals deal with chasing these people, finding these people. Go, 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 go! No, we try to give you big and better, and this is something unique and fresh. It's the chase. Take a look. But so do you, we do you care- see her boobs bouncing around? That's my question. I posed it to you she, one more time. She's kind of athletic, so I don't. It's not big, big bouncers. That's for sure. Okay. Um, Damn. We care about where he's going. Yes. That's the difference between us and the police. We care. They care what, <laughs> about what he did. We care about well, where, where he's, he's going. going. Yeah. So that we're talking pre-crime. Damn. Okay. So this is a pre-crime oriented sto- uh, story extolling the virtues of the federal government over the local police wow. and, uh, and get, get catching the bad guys. So, these, so they're actually running after, so, so this hot blonde is running after guys who have not actually committed a crime. Well, no, they may, they may be a crime spree. They've cr- maybe committed a bunch of crimes, but they've got to stop them somehow wow. from doing more crime. I don't know. I don't know what the show's actually about, except like she says, it's this chase says it all. Uh, from what I can tell, all it is is her running, you know, knocking people over, yelling U.S. Marshals, get out of the way, <laughs> you know, yeah. slaves, slaves, and running, I'm running, slave. running after people. <laughs> get out of the way, slaves. This is going to suck. I got boobs. Get out of the way, slaves. Jerry Bruckheimer's my man. Slave. <laughs> so unbelievable. Slave. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I remember um, after when I was a kid, you used to watch um, FBI. Remember that? They had the, uh, the, I think it was called FBI, wasn't it? Yeah, it may have been an FBI show. Yeah, and it was always like, FBI, freeze. And then the bad guy would always shoot and miss. And then they go, doo, doo, doo. and then the guy would drop. It's like, it, there was never any blood or anything. It was just like completely, <laughs> FBI, freeze. Uh, and they would never get shot at all. Yeah, well. Reminds me of that show that had uh, Mr. T in it. I can't, I can't oh, remember the, the name. Yeah, of it. the A Team, of course. The A Team. They would get, they would blow up stuff, and people would walk <laughs> away and brush off yeah. the dust. Nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong here. Hey, you know we've completely missed something in the Shadow Puppet Theater. Do you know, or did you know, that um, two people are resigning from the White House uh, administration? Two very important people. And uh, and we have not. It's actually it's not really even the news because of course everyone's talking again about Rahm Emanuel, uh, who is the uh, the president's chief of staff, and he may uh, go run for uh, mayor of Chicago. Which would, let's face it, that's a that's an even better place to be for him. Oh yeah, that's you, an I. That's actually I. That makes nothing but sense. Yeah, well, because uh, uh, Mayor Daly, of course, it's the current Daly because they, the Dalys have run Chicago for as long as you know for a hundred years or the forties. Yeah, whatever. Um, so he has decided not to run for re-election for like a, was it a seventh term or something by now? Or eighth? Yeah, one of the two. So he decided not to run, and of course, this is uh, the perfect way for. Rah- and they're already setting it up. You can see the Ministry of Truth at, at work here. It's like, oh, this is Rahm Emanuel. He could be much more effective, and he's done such a good job, and you know, so it'd be perfect for him to go there. Blah, blah, blah. 
But underneath the radar, we have two people who are resigning. The first one being my favorite uh, elitist, who I really hate with a passion, Christine, Christina Romer, who is the president's uh, economic advisor. You know the cow I'm talking about? You know, I... I yeah, I don't you, remember you, talking you, about it much. Yeah, we've talked about it. I've, I've played sound. Oh, you know, I, I, let me send you the link because when you see her, you're going to go, oh, that cow. She oh, is a yeah, cow. her. Yeah, you already Googled her. So, no, so she, is the, she, by the way, is the one who said, this is going to be great because oh, yeah. we will have no more than 8%. Or the stimulus is going to work. No more than 8% unemployment. Of course, now we're unofficially... If you, although if you look at the U6 numbers, the real numbers were closer to like 23%. Unemployment. If you count people who are no longer looking and have been kicked out of the system, and this, she's a jabroni, a jabroniette. Yeah, yeah, and we did I, talk about oh, her. I she's hate her. And annoying. She, so here's the: she's going back to teach at Berkeley. Yeah, right. After you failed, she should she should be beheaded. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, she should, serious. she should be beheaded. She should at least be put in, in irons or something so we can throw tomatoes at her because she is the economic advisor, the chair of the Council of Economic Advisors. Hey, good job, Christy. Good job, douche. She makes me vomit. And then uh, the other person who, uh, remember, he came in with great fanfare is Peter Orzag. Oh, really? Peter Orzag. I missed that. Yeah, Peter Orzag is, of course, the budget director, who, by the way, is in, you know, he's he's like, he's screwing a girl from ABC News. He's having a kid with somebody else. The guy's like, you know, he's, he's spewing his seed all over Washington. He was the guy who was an economic consultant to Georgia. Wasn't that, wasn't it Georgia or something? Remember that? I don't remember the, the whole story. I had to wiki it. Yeah, no, no, no. He was econ- no, no. He was economic advisor to Iceland. That's what it was. To oh, Iceland. right. Yeah, that's it. Iceland. <laughs> Which, by Good the way, is, is no longer on his wiki page. It's been scrubbed, so they've taken yeah. that off. Yeah, he was the uh, director of the Office uh, of Management and Budget. He was the guy who was putting the the budget back together. He's going to be great. And this guy is just a sleaze ball running around screwing everybody. Uh, making kids and uh, and then dropping them and it's just I mean there's some links in the show notes noagendashow.com you should read them it's the uh, what, do they, what do they call it the uh, or zagasm I Actually, think he wears a hairpiece yeah he might but uh, he's just uh, ugh. so and he's quitting. He's a distinguished visiting fellow at the Council on Foreign Relations. Oh, yeah. Huh. yeah total, oh, really? Total CFR. Also a contributing ball. columnist for the New York Times op-ed page. Oh, yes. Lovely. So this guy is, you know, they're sleaze buckets. They screwed everything up, literally. And they're, and they're leaving. And we're like, oh, good job. Very good. Very good. But of course, no one's really reporting on that. It's just kind of like slid under the radar. No one. I mean, but this really the one who irks me the most is is Christy Romer, whose genius has saved us, and we'll, oh, we'll have no more than eight percent unemployment. I guarantee it. And uh, actually, I saw that on um, on Rick's list. <clears throat> I, wish, I wish I had the clip. I have no way to record over here. But uh, he he had someone on. Maybe it was during Labor Day, and. Um, 
And he and uh, what's the, Rick Sanchez? That his name from CNN? Yeah, Rick Sanchez. Yeah, he, he does. That. That, I saw that. I saw part of that show, but then it was, he's so boring. I can't yeah, watch much. But he's a dick, and he said like, it's you a know, total the, dick. the president never said that. The president never said eight percent. The president never. And I'm sure the president has said that. He, but you know, but the, at the end of the story the, is it may have not. It may have been a spokesperson for the president. Well, it was Christy Romer who said it for yeah. sure. But that was official policy. You know, this is like this is she, you know, this woman who's never been in business before, but is only uh, taught at Berkeley and is going back where she came from. Is the one who was going to fix it all. Well, yeah. you know, the, you have to remember the Obama administration has the lowest in history of number of people. I think it's like 6% of the entire operation in terms of cabinet members and all the consultants and czars and everybody that works for them that have actually worked in industry or business yeah. at all. They're yeah. all from the government, by the government, you know, in the government or academia in her yeah. case. But they've yeah. never worked for a living. They've never had a job. They've never had to hire somebody. They've never had to do anything. Thing. And that's the reason that this administration is failing. It's obvious. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. But boy, uh, President Obama gave a great rousing speech uh, during the Labor Day. Did you see that? I saw the entire speech. It was it was absolutely the guy can do that. I mean, the guy is great when he when he stands up there in front of a crowd. Oh my! And, and whoever wrote. Someone was, you know, he has that whole car metaphor about the Republicans drove it into the ditch and we'd be pushing it out. Republicans stand there going like, how come we not pushing that harder? And so it was really good. But then that was very good. But the, the problem part, is, wait, wait, well, let me just say the best part is he said, we, the Democrats want to put it in D for drive. And he actually kind of flubbed it. He didn't. Quite he blew it. it. He, he blew, blew that it. joke. He blew the joke because the joke was. The Republicans want to put it in R for reverse, which gives the immediate neurolinguistic programming of D for Democrats drive, R for Republicans reverse, and he screwed it up. But it was well written. It was the, the no, the, he totally screwed it up. Yeah. He he the way he said it was, we put going to we're Democrats D, we're going to put it in drive, and the Republicans are going to put it in reverse, and he yeah, just he, left out he, the joke. He forgot the R part. I know, douche. Well, the problem is, let me get back to that. Let me just close the window, John, because I've got like boats and all kinds of shit passing by here. It's annoying. Hold yeah, on. I would, it, that would be cool. Well, I needed some air. Better close my window. I got a train outside. All right, I'm back. 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 So uh, the point I'm trying to make is that nobody hears this speech. Except the small audience that he's playing to. So this is not going to work. He can speak all he wants. It's not going to help. Here, in fact, the only thing that got picked up on by everybody, and I thought this was interesting, and I have a clip from his speech under CNN hand-wringing. Oh, hold uh, on. Let me grab it. Was the following, is that he makes this comment about being a dog, and yeah. which was an ad-lib, and I, and I compared the, the right-wing broadcast media with the left-wing broadcast media, and the right-wing, without much of a question, they realized it was actually quite funny and endearing when he said it, and they passed it off as just a joke, shrugged it off as just a joke, and who gives a crap? It was funny, let, let him go, let's talk about something else. The left-wing media, CNN's a good example of this, worried sick about this, and they called the White House for comments, and it was... <laughs> He went, he went off script. He went off script. Damn it! What, what happened? happened? So play this. Here's an example. I, I, I literally saw. I literally saw Wolf Blitzer. Well, you know, we received the the, the 
the speech beforehand, and uh, he went off script on this. It's outrageous. All right, here we go. Taking on some powerful interests. Some powerful interests who have been dominating the agenda in Washington for a very long time, and they're not always happy with me. They talk about me like a dog. What exactly does that mean, by the way, when you talk about someone like they're a dog? What does that they mean? Just, they, have, they have no respect for him. Oh, okay. That's not in my prepared remarks. It's just, but it's true. Now, I've been trying. I've been emailing, placed a couple calls, and one guy at the White House told me, don't make too much of that. Another one said, I don't know where it came from. The president wondered. I remember Bill Clinton used to say, I'll be with you till the last dog dies. But, Governor, can you translate that one for us? Well, I think the president does feel put upon. I think he believes that he's accomplished a lot, and so do I. So this is this, to me, is unbelievable. The guy makes an offhanded comment, feels obliged to say that it's not on the script. Yeah. And the left wing media goes bananas over the fact that the president is actually talking uh, <laughs> like un- a human being, <laughs> not from a script. Yeah. Yeah. Don't oh, do we called the White House. We couldn't figure out why he went off script. It doesn't make any sense. We're going to. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Well, you know what they're pissed off about is because they didn't have the Chiron ready. They needed the lower third president says treated like dog. They didn't have that ready. They were like, you know, the, and the graphics department was off for, for Labor Day weekend. So no one could like put new graphics together. And that's why they're pissed off about it. <laughs> they're pissed. Off. They're very, they're, you know, they're worried sick. I mean, literally that- you, you watch the president speak and you if you look at the at the lower third on the screen before he even says it it's on the screen it says president says colon and then it's on the screen before he it's so orchestrated it's on the screen and by the way that's not just cnn it's fox it's everybody everyone's got the script they all know what's going on i think john literally that's why they were pissed off they didn't know that it was the it was the big moment of the speech and, you know, they, had, they didn't have the planning. They didn't have the roundtable briefed. You know, it's just it ruined the whole uh, media exercise. Yeah, exercise and stupidity. Anyway, I found the whole thing annoying. So but his 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 sweet talking isn't going to work in this election. Wow. Over the uh, Labor Day weekend, and I was blown away that Fox actually posted this. Apparently. Secretary General Ban Ki-moon of the United Nations and his 60 of his top lieutenants, which what? is 60 of his top lieutenants. The top, How many lieutenants does he need? Well, he has at least 60. It's the top brass of the entire UN system. Spent their Labor Day weekend at a remote Austrian Alpine retreat, which, by the way, is a great place to go. You know, If you want to hang out with Nazis, go to the Austrian Alpine <laughs> retreat. That'll do it. I'm reading from this article. Discussing ways to put their sprawling organization in charge of the world's agenda. This is Fox, okay? Wow. Yeah, No. and they actually have a link to the position papers. I I came in right before we started the show, so I don't have time. But here's the article from Fox, controlled by the Democrats, of course. And here they have a they've bullet pointed the discussions that went on in the Austrian Alpine retreat. One. How to restore climate change as a top global priority after the fiasco of last year's Copenhagen summit. Two, how is to that con- what it says? I'm reading verbatim. Okay. Two, 
how to continue to try to make global redistribution of wealth the real basis of that climate agenda and widen the discussion further to encompass the idea of, quote, global public goods. This is amazing. Three, how to keep growing UN peacekeeping efforts into missions involved in the police, courts, legal system, and other aspects of strife-torn countries. How to capitalize on the global tide of migrants from poor nations to rich ones to encompass a new, quote, international migration governance framework, which is exactly what's happening in the European Union right now, by the way. There's a lot of talk about, um, you know, there's a kicking gypsies out of places and and hookers can't cross borders. There's all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, Next talking point, next bullet point from their position papers. And I'm sure if you read the paper, it's probably in there. How to make quote, clever use of new technologies to deepen direct ties with what the UN calls, quote, civil society, meaning novel ways to bypass its member nation states and deal directly with constituencies that support UN agendas. And this is just unbelievable. It's like the, 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 the Fox News reporting that the United Nations is going to take over the world and run it. Well, that's what we've been reporting forever without this document. <laughs> yeah. And so this document is it's a it's a, a photocopied and turned into a PDF. Um, you think it could be a hoax? Could be. It looks pretty damn real. Let me um, let me copy the link for you. I'll throw it into the chat room. Those guys have a lot more time to do stuff while we're talking. Um, and it literally came out or at least I got a hold of it. Um just before we started with the show, but I was just blown away that Fox is reporting like, oh, okay, here's the, the United Nations is essentially taking over the world, which is, I guess, kind of what we always thought. And they're going to, to Austria? Give me a break. It's, I know, it's that's like the great joke. irony of that. That's the symbolism. <laughs> Austria. It's like, uh, <laughs> Austria. how are you doing, Bunky Moon? Papers, please. And this whole article is just filled with stuff. I, it's it's amazing. I'm going to send you the uh, the Fox News article as well. You just got to take a look at that. But I think um, besides the fact that uh, our listeners are really producers of the show and actually help us produce this program, they also support us. Um, we take no advertisements. We uh, we have no commercial interests. We don't copyright the show. You can or the name. You can do whatever you want. You uh, can rebroadcast it, yes. which we encourage. Yes, you can rebroadcast commercial. We don't care. Uh, just try and support the show in one fashion or another. Um, and uh, since I am working on only one very small screen, I think that you should. Do most of the uh, yeah. Let's take a look at who uh, gave us some donations this yeah, week. Great. Uh, beginning with uh, uh, Anthony Everett from Tea Gardens, New South Wales, which is good. Uh, John, you called me Andrew the first time I donated. You got it right the second time. So here's another donation to show my support. <laughs> uh, by <laughs> Thank the way, you Andrew. It turns out that uh, Australia is the number two most donating country in the world, according to a survey of like 500 countries or something. Anyway, but, uh, that- Australia uh, supports causes the uh, the second most. Uh, U.S. being first. 
Well, we get to do, we do get support from uh, Australia for the show. Anthony Everett, you know, Andrew, we, we'll call him Andrew from now on, so he keeps giving us uh, donations. Uh, John Little, McGee, Mississippi, uh, $100, $100. This is his second donation to the show, and he wants to call my brother Dusty out as a douche. douche as he turned me on to the show two years ago and has not donated. Uh, huh. That's bad. Now, we have another one here. This is kind of interesting. This, oh, actually, we have to. Oh, I'm sorry. We, we, missed, we did not give her a credit for uh, um, an executive producer. She actually gave a bunch of a du- couple of different donations, and I'm going to have to go look them up on email. Uh, who is this? But, uh, America Hartman. Oh, yeah. Actually, I see her show up a couple times on the list. Yeah, she actually, her total donation should make her an associate executive producer. But I, for, I went back and forth with email with her because she, uh, in fact, let me go find her emails, uh, because she, her name is America. I love that. <laughs> so I, my first email to her, and she wants to, she has a list of people she wants to douchebag out. Okay. She, um, <clears throat> she, uh, I so went back and forth. Is your name Amer- really America? I mean, what, I, I, you know, there are people named Paris and, you know, and yeah. I guess Boston. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> Tupelo. Tupelo. But, so I said, she says, yeah, she's named. And her other uh, siblings apparently just have normal names. But somebody, you know, made her uh, call her. You know, I, so I just think any time somebody named America has a request. You we, have just to go. Gotta, we just got to go for it. Yeah, of course. Her siblings are Lauren and Christopher, and she's America. I don't know. They must have been smoking something that day. Anyway, she donated $84 on one hand and 117 and the second time. And that should be enough to be a producer, which will make her an executive producer for today's show. So an Executive her to the- or associate? Associate executive. Okay, she's there. I've got her in. And... Uh, she wants her boyfriend, Rorick, to be double douchebag. Oh. Douchebag! Douchebag. So I guess Rorick was um, bad. Apparently, <laughs> he's not good. She, she also has a uh, she had a different one. Let me get the other web, the other page up. She um, I can't find it. Well, anyway, she has a couple other douchebags she wants to call out, but we'll we'll put that off till next time. Don't forget, yeah, Eric, I don't have it in Eric, front of me. Note it, Eric. Please note it. Yeah, I'll I'll dig it up and send it to Eric, and then we'll put it in the next show uh, so we can get two I, more douchebag call-outs. Before I forget, uh, we have a new site, noagendanation.com, mm. which uh, pinpoints uh, all uh, producers, executive producers, uh, associate executive producers, and I believe knights, and this will be a, a map that continues to update. This is actually Eric the Shill put this together. Oh no! Have you yeah, ever seen it yet? No agenda. Nation. No, no, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, Eric does mapping very well. He's got a bunch of programs that do all kinds of demographic work. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, it's really cool. I don't know if it's is it just? Oh no, it's it's global. I mean, it's really really cool. You just look at this, you go like, holy crap! I mean, we we're we're taking over the world, dude. I mean, we can't pay our rent barely, but we're taking over the world. <laughs> no, no agenda. <laughs> Nation. Nation. Look at it. You got to zoom out. <clears throat> oh, and he even, oh, it's cool. He have his, even has a harp uh, mapped here. Thanks, Eric. What's, it, what's it? No Agenda Nation? Yeah. I love it. Harp is on the map. That's perfect. Is dude. it dot .com? Yeah, dot .com. No Agenda Nation dot com. It is awesome. There it is. And he's got little night logos. Holy oh, my crap. God. This thing is great. Look at this thing. This is awesome. 
You see the knights, the little knight logos where knights are. He's got a harp. I love a harp on the map. Thank you. It makes me feel so good. He's got little all Brother. kinds of all kinds of cool little things in there. That's great. You got nobody from Manitoba. Yeah, that's lame. No one from Greenland. No one. No one well, from Iceland. In Greenland. We should have Iceland listeners. We I got think we none. Do, yeah. yeah. And uh, except for the you know the occasional, yeah, it's just quite nice. We're not we very, a lot big, of we're not very big in Africa. Africa. We're not really big in Africa. We got not, we got one guy in the middle in, of nowhere. Uh, in uh, South, Zaire, North Swaziland. Is it? I think it's Zaire, isn't it? Or is it South? No, South Africa. I think. Anyway, cool. uh, that's a great, a great work, Eric. Yeah. He, and they're finding that knowing Eric, he's got it coded in such a way that when he just does the spreadsheet, they pop. It pops <laughs> into the map. Right, it's doing. automatic. Yeah, I love it. Of course, we'll still fuck it all up. Don't worry. It's possible. Yeah. Mark Philippe Roussy from Saint Saint Hubert Saint Hubert Saint Hubert Quebec, uh, Canadian. And by the way, um, well, we'll talk about this some other he, time. He, but he, wants, anyway, a, he wants a de- he wants a deducing, doesn't he? He's a donation of 42 bucks for 10, 10, 10 plus for $17 is some of his karmic numbers, apparently. I have a job interview next week and looking for some karma. But please de-douche me. As this is my first donation. You've been de-douched. A lot of douching and de-douching today. Yeah. Christopher Advent in Winnipeg, um, well, Winnipeg, Manitoba. There you go. There you it's, go. I was wrong. be on the map. 5510. Why did we have some? Uh, we no, actually, uh-huh. most of them from Regina rhymes with Saskatchewan. That's right. It's different. <laughs> so 5510. Hey, Adam and John. Thanks for the multiple birthday shout outs on No Agenda on both Sunday and Thursday, even though I almost broke the story. And happy birthday to Adam from Chris Advent, Gitmo, Great White North. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're getting a lot of uh, birthday call outs. Yeah, well, it's nice. It's very nice. Now we have IVO Internet for Undernamers. Undernamers. IVO Internet for Undernamers. Say it with me now, John. IVO Internet for Undernamers. Yeah, very good. Perfect. That's a ringtone. Alkmaar. Alkmaar. Netherlands, 5510. Uh in the morning, since this douche me hasn't donated yet, I'm attending the Dutch No Agenda meeting next Friday. I can't stay behind, so here you go, guys. Hookers and blow this kind of stuff. See you Friday, Adam. And that's from Ifo Toby from Alkmaar Gitmo Nation Lowlands. We're going to have a good time at this meeting. I'm really looking forward to it. I really hope am. somebody brings some Lafitte Rothschild. Yes, wouldn't that he- be Heather nice? Arons- <laughs> Heather, Ar- Heather Aronson from San Francisco. Which is unusual. Yeah. Sent us 55 double nickels on the dime from her. Brandon Merrill, Winchester, Virginia. Winchester, Virginia, 55 double nickels on the dime. As a new listener, I want to sign in as a loyal Minuteman and stop being a douchebag for not donating. Great show. John Dunn, uh, Arvada. Wait a minute. You you missed uh, missed Brandon Merrill. Uh, Brandon Merrill. Oh. Double nickels on the dime. It's an important Didn't I one. just say Winchester, Virginia, Brandon Merrill? But you read, a, you, but you read a totally different thing. I didn't say Brandon Merrill. What did I say? It says here, this donation is in honor of our grandfather, George Merrill, who died on September 3rd, 2010, my birthday, coincidentally. We want to send out a heartfelt in the morning to him from the Merrill brothers. Well, in the oh, morning yeah, to the you, Grandpa George, in the morning to you. No, send him, hit him with the, with the, with the, with the jingle. 
Oh, hell yeah. Here you go. Okay. Wherever you are, Grandpa George Merrill. In the morning. To you. We're not, we're not using the jingle enough. Anyway, John Dunn, uh, our... Arvada, Colorado, double nickels on the diamond. He he's the new listener that wants to sign on for the douchebag. Sorry go. about that. Yeah, there you go. Sign on not to be a douchebag. Okay. Uh, then we have our knighthood layaways from Tristan Lennon and Mike Westerfield and David Daniels. Uh, Fifty dollars, uh, just a thank you for a great podcast. We call it a. We don't know what a we show. call it. We call it a show. It's a show. The show. The show. Uh, Catherine Cable, <laughs> Roberts Bridge, East Sussex. Fifty dollars. Uh, and she makes a comment. Uh, greetings from Robertsbridge, England. Please Yay. wish our dad, Mark Cable, a brilliant 45th. We have him on the list, and we'll do that in a second. Uh, and uh, love from Ty Vincent and Tabitha. Oh. And finally, uh, Greg Morrow, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, one of the prettiest states in the world. Uh, $50. Thank you all. And everybody else who donated, especially the $42 donations and the uh, five and the new subscribers. And... Uh so we do the, uh, you got the birthdays there? Yeah. Okay. It's your birthday, birthday, on a All right, hit it. Okay, well, Dad, Mark Cable, Catherine wishes you a happy birthday. 45th on Saturday, the 11th of September. Love from Billy, Ty, Vincent, and Tabitha. Also, a birthday call out for Jeffrey Smith, our pal. 10, 10. He's going to be uh, some years old on 1010. Is that it? That seems to be oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, everybody. Happy birthday from all your friends. But we do have three agenda. nights to deal with. Yeah. Is the first one Era? Shall we do that one first? Yeah, let's do Era the, the Black Knight. Okay. So oh, that's my sword. You got yours there? Ooh, yes. Okay. John, why don't you uh, do this knighting? You haven't done a knighthood in a while. Era Derdarian, we here at the No Agenda Show apologize for the lateness of this because now you are a black knight, and we and I and you finish it, Adam, because you got the spiel. I don't. <laughs> okay, Era Derdarian, for your support of the No Agenda Show in excess or equaling one thousand nuggets, flowers, one thousand flowers, we Both. we hereby pronounce the Sir Era Derdarian. Night of the No Agenda Roundtable. And of course, for you, some black hookers and blow. So, uh, we, it's, uh, yeah, we used a thousand roses. <laughs> a thousand roses. It's our new in, thing. in, in, uh, tribute to Craigslist. Yeah, because we don't want to get, you know, like, if, you know, we're going to get it cut off, man. If, if they find out that we're soliciting money, that would be really bad. All right. He's got, uh, ooh, I, I, I nicked myself there. Ow. Do you need some Neosporin? <laughs> <laughs> Larry Stewart, please step forward and kneel. You, known as a slave, by the name of Larry Stewart, have supported the No Agenda show in uh, equaling or excess 1,000 flowers. And therefore, Larry Stewart, we now pronounce the Sir Larry Stewart, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Cabernet and Red Boys, perhaps. Whatever you choose. We've got everything. And then uh, one more, right? Is this yep. the now? Was Larry? Was he Order of the Mint? Did I miss that? Yeah, up? he's Order of the Mint from Paul. Yeah, right. Sorry about that, Larry. Your Order of the Mint, I, uh, which is uh, there is a significant difference. And did I understand, John, that Order of the Mints get an Order of the Mint ring? No, they okay. get a night ring. Night ring, regular night ring. But they are you. 
hereby are knighted. And by the way, anyone who buys a uh, challenge coin is also automatically deduced, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Charles Jordan, please step forward to the podium. We really appreciate your 1,000 flowers. Roses. For, r- roses for, for services <laughs> rendered on outcall basis. So therefore, <laughs> we're pulling out our big one and we're hitting you with Charles Jordan. You are now Sir Charles, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. For you, sir, you got a spot right over here. Beautiful. Thousand. Well, that was roses. a good. Uh, group. That was a that was a good nighting. Good group. And uh, wow, I can't thank uh, Sir Paul Couture enough for uh, for what he's doing for the show. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully it continues. But he's a coder, so he's one of those guys that at any given time can get this horrible job. Yeah. And the next thing you know, <laughs> we'll never hear from him again. Well, what I like about what he's doing is, you know, he he. He organizes all this stuff, and he helps us pay our bills, but he also takes just enough to help himself pay bills, right? I mean, it's really, it's a great system. He's not, like, doing it completely free, right? Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's yeah, no, that's the idea. That's what we do with our open source model. I love I it. Mean, some people, I'm sure, you know, could be making money and giving us nothing. But, you know, we hopefully that won't happen. I, I think most of the people that are out there that are sincere are actually doing it to support the show, not to uh, exploit the show. No, exactly. Exactly. So uh, please go to Dvorak.org slash N-A or NoAgendashow.com. And uh, actually, you know, John, the donation link on NoAgendashow.com, I think is outdated. We should we should uh, change that or I, we got to do something with it because it's wrong. It doesn't have all of the programs on it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I have a page that why don't you just take my page? Yeah, well, I'm going to forward it to your page, which is Dvorak.org slash N-A or ChannelDvorak.com. Slash NA. And uh, you should probably also put a link on that page, John, to the noagendanation.com, which really shows uh, the strength of, of this program and, and how you know, we're converting slaves into awakened individuals and great human resources. Did you see that story, by the way? That uh, And by the way, by the way when, you, when, you, when you mentioned that, don't forget, I want to remind people out there that we don't, since you know, the only way we get bigger is to for you to help us get bigger by turning people onto the show now, and, and and I recommend you turn on to the people that are already predisposed not like you know lockstep democrats no or, forget it you're not, it's not going to work yeah tom hartman is not going to listen to thumb, our show thom 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 so uh, just to laugh at us a little bit more uh 23 japanese companies companies including toyota and honda have formed a campaign. Um, <laughs> this is this great. They plan to use body warmth generated by just when you're hanging around to when you're being lazy into energy for powering TV remotes. <laughs> Only the Japanese. President and founder Roy Freeland, not in Japanese, said energy harvesting can produce lots of gimmicks, shoes that light up when you walk on them, or a television remote that works when you shake it. But when it comes to real applications, we're talking machine to machine, where harvested energy is going to be powering electronics in the kind of places where you don't really want to go to change a battery. I guess Brother. it means sex toys. But, but, this is a, this is from the Matrix. But of course it is. 
energy harvesting, human resources, you are good to go. Charge it up, baby. You know what they're going to have? If you masturbate more, that's going to like charge your heating or something. Well, you could put a little wheel. <laughs> Just a little hamster wheel in everybody's home. The, the exceptionally rare alliance was formed as corporate Japan scrambles to retain its reputation for cutting edge technology. <laughs> oh, I love it. Harvesting, harvesting from the human resources. Yay. This is great. Because, you know, if you masturbate, not only do you not make kids, who, of course, are killing the environment with their evil CO2 emissions from pooping, but you're also generating energy for your remote control. So I have a... uh, I think we've beaten that to death. Yes, we have. I couldn't pull it any further. So uh, I think it's going to rub some people the wrong way. Oh, wait, hold on a second. In the morning. All right. So let's go on to. I, I, we haven't done it for a while. I think for a couple of weeks, but let's do it again. I want to. I, I have a long. I have a three items. You know uh, what they are? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, the I'm, I'm there. Mm-hmm. So hit me with the theme. Oh. Uh... Wow. Oh, brother. Well, it's uh, you, 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 like, uh, I don't it's know. your old sh- system. You don't know how to use it. In. <laughs> well, I'm trying. This is an old theme, though. Oh, what the hell is it? Oh, here it is. Oh, ready? Here it's we go. No agenda. Swine food. <laughs> Yay! Jeez. Well, sorry. I didn't know you it's were like going to call. Teeth. I didn't know you were going to call for the theme. And, you know, hey, at least I still have it. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you do. Okay, here we go. So now we're watching, listening to the news over the last few days, and the, the, the push is on. They got the word. Somebody sent out a memo. And so let's every local newscast, and here's two teasers in a row, play flu one, first of all. It's that time again why you'll only need one flu shot this season and the big changes involving who will need to get one. That's right, everybody, because now it's bird flu. Bird flu is where it's at. It's and they, that, that was a double tease. They did it one and one segment. They did it again. They didn't tell you in the next segment anything, and they but they teased it twice. And now here's here's another teaser on another channel, flu that- two. Flu shots arriving at your drugstore and doctor's office. Why this year's vaccine is meant for everyone, and it's cheaper, too. (laughs) But wait, it's new and improved and cheaper. Yeah. Now, now I'm amused by by this because it's it's like a blitz of flu crap. And the thing that's interesting, (laughs) and I want to ask the question, just, just ask it rhetorically. Why last year were we talking about two shots for swine flu and you couldn't mix it with the other flu shot and all this and that? And it was a complicated deal. Now, the exact same thing. Did they change the vaccine? Did they invent something new? I don't think so. But now they have instead of two shots, you got all one. combined. Into yeah, one. It's all one shot, baby. It's How did one that, that happen? shot. Can I just read my, my articles real quick before you jump in? So what Go. I found is new scientist. Uh, headline bird flu jumps to pigs. This is a great one. So now, so now they've like, you know, now you're going to, the bird flu is going to jump to the pig and from the pig, you get the swine flu. And this is the H5N1, uh, maybe, maybe evolving the ability to spread from mammal to mammals as a team who've discovered that pigs in Indonesia have been affected with the disease. <gasps> John, <gasps> since 2005, it's probably already rampant by now. 
Oh it's, no! It's one step in the frightening chain of events that could turn to, that could lead to human transmission and a pandemic. Be afraid, everybody! Be very, very afraid. You are going to die from swine flu. We are all going to die. It's jumping the pigs, and they have this beautiful picture, John, of a chicken kissing a pig. <laughs> I swear! I swear Send to God, send me that link. I got it. I got it. There is a Blog picture. That. I'm going to put the, I'm going to put this in the in the chat room. Oh, this is the human resources who are generating electricity. Look at that. They've got a chicken, and it even says sharing more than just a pen. Oh, brother! Look at that. It's like the chicken is kissing the pig. Actually, I think the pig is kissing the chicken. I think the pig wants to eat the chicken. Personally, <laughs> it's great. So, uh, to, oh, here it is. Here's the meme: poultry to pig. There you poultry. go. Poultry to pig. Wait, I got. I got one more. This is uh, medical news today. Do, 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 do. Headline: Stay vigilant. Bird flu could spark next global outbreak. Urges expert. Do, 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 do. You are going to die, you stupid slaves. You're going to get bird flu. Bird flu. I tell you, you're gonna. Yeah. Die. Why aren't they working on a bird flu vaccine? By the way, you can't because you're gonna die from it, stupid slave. Last month. The World Health Organization declared the swine flu pandemic over after 18,600 reported deaths worldwide. WHO warnings and recommendations had led many to believe we were in for a pandemic which would cost millions of lives. Some prestigious medical journals as well as leading experts expressed concern that billions of dollars of public money was wasted. Here's how they set you up. With not much achieved except for the pharmaceutical industry's profits. But now, now, there's a possibility the next outbreak could emerge from birds, which would be transmitted to pigs, and from pigs to humans. Oh my God, we're going to die, John. Don't fuck the pig. So here's another question. Besides the fact that they can't seem to get a bird flu vaccine that works. what <laughs> Or a virus that will kill us. I'm sure they're working on both because uh, we we need to reduce the population. Uh, here's the question on my mind. Now, the flu, the flu, year after year, since I was a little kid when they began this industry of flu shots, they yeah. would go to China and they would look around and figure out what they thought might be the flu. I mean, it's a mixture. It's a, it's a witch's brew of, of various vaccines within the flu shot of flus. That they see that are that are cropping up and coming out of China from the pig, pigs and ducks, and so then they and they make a decision at some point to okay here's the four we're going to use these are the ones that are most likely to become the the seasonal flu, and they make a vaccine and they and then they ship that out. It generally takes X amount of time to to figure out what uh, what uh, viruses you want to attack, and then you have to develop the flu the flu vaccine. Then you have to manufacture it. They generally come out around the middle of October. And why big, are they coming out on September eighth this year? Well, because uh, we're now on the heels of the uh, egg recall, so that you know, there's like, hey, you know, guys, I think we should move our agenda up a little bit because everyone's still kind of thinking about the the, the messed up eggs. So maybe we should make it like you know, kind of like difficult because vaccines are grown in eggs and. I think, you know, they've got September 11th coming up, so people are kind of worried anyway. You know, I, I think it's just, it's just like they feel it's like a right time for the slaves. The slaves are, are in I the right mood. I don't believe that for a minute. I think there's something hinky about this whole thing. Uh, I, I even wonder whether the shot's any good. Not that I... <laughs> Why don't you try it? 
I'm not going to get a shot this year. I'm just going to have some some Tamiflu on the, at the ready, and that'll be the end of it. I'll wait until they they get this swine flu thing worked out, and they stop putting weird crap into these flu shots. And why is the flu shot out so early? That's the question I'm asking. It's always been middle of October or even the beginning of October on yeah, the long yeah. shot. It's a month earlier than ever. Well, why? Because it's when did cheaper. that happen? It's cheaper. It's bull crap. Poultrytopig.com. I like to find some, somebody find me a link to somebody that explains this to me. Uh, Why cut a month off of the, uh, uh, off of the flu shot. Uh, And by the way, flu season is not until January anyway. Okay. So, so here's the long, the package. They finally, they had all these teasers and teasers and teasers. And so they came up with a package about the flu, which explains everything. And, uh, and, and, and let's just explain what a package is because a, a package, package is a produced segment that shows up in a news show, typically two minutes long, sometimes a little longer. I think this one goes, I think it's about two minutes. Whatever the case, it's a little pre produced thing where the guy introduces the package with this voice. And then when he's doing the package, he's got this voice. I have no idea. By the way, this is a, <laughs> A technical thing about packages, and because I've done them, because they do the, you, the lead in and if the lead in, you've got one voice, and then they put you into a soundproof booth yeah. to do the VO, the voiceover for the package, and it sounds like a different person. Yeah, and everybody does it this way. The network guys do it this way. The locals, I don't get why. Well, probably because they suck. <laughs> well, they do suck. Okay, so here's the. Uh, Flu uh, long package. This is the ex- this this is all the memes are in here. All the little deals. Everyone's got to get this shot at any age. You know, it's a do all catch all. There's no more this and that. Hit it. The signs at pharmacies say flu shots, and they are readily available as flu season approaches. This flu season promises some changes. KTVU's Deborah Villone is live in Concord tonight with more on what we can expect. Deborah. Julie, vaccines are arriving. The signs are going up. And this year's flu shot covers both swine and seasonal flu. So you only have to feel the sting once. (laughs) That's a good little slave. Did you like my needle, you little slavelet? It sounds like a sadist put this thing together. (laughs) It's the pedo bear. Hey, little girl here. Let me give you only one little sting. You like it. It's very good for you. Last fall's flu season was torturous in more ways than one, as vaccine production problems caused shortages and long lines, plus tension over who deserved the shot as sickness outpaced protection. And by the time piles of vaccine arrived, people weren't interested anymore, and most of it went to waste. Well, that's because we told them to stay away from your idiotic flu shot. John, congratulations. I think we did a good job of contributing towards helping the slaves stay away from it. Don't you think? Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, didn't get the shot, didn't get the flu, nothing ever came of it. And it was it was obviously a hoax of some sort, and that woman at the uh, World Health Organization should should resign. She should be beheaded, I say. It was scary. It took forever to get the shots. I mean, I used to call every day. This mom remembers well, inching up a waiting list for her daughter's shots. Stress she's not eager to repeat. I'm hoping. Yeah, I think they're more prepared because last year was so crazy. There's a lot of frantic moms. Today, assurances came from the Federal Centers for Disease Control. 30 million doses are available, with 130 million more still to come. Shots that cover multiple strains. I get it every year. Yeah, so. yeah, and 
I sound great. I get I get it every year. And I'm, a, I'm a zombie, but I get it every year. I'm still here. I probably haven't had the flu for 10 or 12 years. Yeah, my testicles fell off, but I haven't had the flu. Seniors have always been at high risk for influenza. You hear that? But for the first time, <laughs> officials are recommending vaccination for everyone older than six months. Oh, this is new. This is new. Yep. If, if you can eat solid food. Not even six months. If you could poop in a diaper, you're good for the flu shot. Hey, hey. I didn't do the H1N1, but um, I just did the regular flu shot. Not getting the H1N1 vaccine last year leaves you susceptible to that virus again this year. Ah, ah, you didn't get it, you slave. You all the other flus go away, but that one sticks Ooh, around for some unknown reason. It didn't mutate at all. No, it's exactly the same one. You're susceptible, slave. You need it. Here, about six in ten Americans remain vulnerable. Many still on the fence about getting the shot. I don't know if I will this year or not because I, I was lucky last year. And- ooh, ooh, I dodged a bullet last year. I was real lucky. And didn't get sick. If cost is an obstacle, one more big change. Healthcare reform requires Medicare and private insurance waive co-pays and deductibles so the shot is free to more... Hey! Thank you, President Obama. Thank you, taxpayers. That's great. Oh, awesome. It's free, kids. For people. Now, most of the chain drugstores like this one offer the flu shot without an appointment for between $20 to $30. Reporting live in Concord, Deborah Villalone, KTVU, Channel 2 News. And KTVU.com has more details on this year's flu season, including new information about who should get vaccinated. Just look for the web links section. Uh, you know... John, this has to, this is, I I can boil this down to zombies. I swear to God, (laughs) this is, you know, I, I predicted zombies were going to be in the news and this is going to be about zombies. Somehow, if you don't get the flu shot, maybe not this season, it might be next season. You're going to turn into a zombie. That's what's going to happen. They're going to say, look, if you, if you, if you don't get your shot, you turn into a zombie. Did you hear that university of Baltimore is offering a, uh, a zombie class? Zombies. There's the University of Baltimore. Apparently. This uh, is from Associated Press. No wonder I'd never heard of them. It's called Zombies 101. University of Baltimore is offering, it's like a joke, but I, I, it's an AP report, is offering a new class on the undead. The course is being taught by Arnold Bloomberg, the author of a book on zombie movies, zombie mania, and the curator of Geppi's Entertainment Museum, which focuses on, on American pop culture. Here it is. Students taking English... 333 will watch 16 classic zombie films and read zombie comics <laughs> as an alternative yeah the education system is work <laughs> as an alternative to a final research paper they may write scripts or draw storyboards for their ideal zombie flicks i'm telling you they're preparing us there's good, zombies will exist in our lifetime there will be zombies roaming the streets zombies so uh yeah, you laugh at me now. I do. This one, I'm not... You, well, this is a good time in the show for it. So I was listening to another news report. Uh, it, curiously, I was in the neighborhood of this place just the other day. Hooters? The, uh, sorry? Hooters? <laughs> gun, gun shop. Oh, gun so, shop. Uh, so they they re they reopened the only gun shop in San Francisco, oh. and it was a big fuss about it. And and you know, so they had a meeting, and I I ran into there. I took it was <laughs> a, a long clip. 
I took these two subclips out of it, which are two women who went before the uh, board of supervisors or whoever, bitching about this place. And the second one who comes up, both of them are, are, are wearing, they're, they're both, I don't know for sure, but they look like two lesbians. Now, this Let's is a 24 second clip. This is what you're talking about? Yeah, the gun shop clip. Okay. One of them complains that the other one complains with a new twist, an absolutely new twist on complaining that I said, whoa, you could use this for everything. Here we go. A store selling firearms and accessories adds nothing to the vibrancy of this strip of Mission Street we've all worked so hard to create. This one business is basically adding another blank wall to the, to the neighborhood by producing a business that 14% of the neighborhood, which is to say our children, can't go into. I'm going to explain what the procedure is going to be. But those okay, arguments did. Okay. So that's, that's the argument. Fourteen percent can't, can't go, go into it, so shop. it's no. That's that includes everything that kids can't go into. It's no good. Our kids can't go into the shop. It shouldn't be there because the kids. Can't, this is really bad. You know, you can't help kids. But by the way, put this needle in your kid. It's good for it. So anyway, by the way, the first woman talks about the building. This the neighborhood is a shithole. You know, <laughs> it it's, is. it's the it mission. Really is. Yeah, it is. And so it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's vibrant, that's for sure. But the gun shop's not going to hurt that. But the 14, oh, this is a terrible place because 14% of our citizens can't go, can't in. go in. Well, you think, why don't you close the bars down then? Well, I mean, anyway. what do you want me to say? I mean, this is I don't know. I just, I li- it's just something I've never heard it before. I'm going to use it from now on. I literally do not know what to say. Uh, I have a couple of Gitmo Nation stories, if I could just go around Gitmo Nation for a moment. Hit it. Um, okay. Mints believed to be crack land man in jail. So a guy was pulled over for his uh, tags being expired on his car, and he had some mints in his mouth, and the cop like made him spit it out and put it in a baggie and arrested him and said, you're not, you're not getting out until the tests have come back from the lab because you were eating your crack. I thought that was kind of nice. There's something really weird going on. We haven't really followed Gitmo Nation's stinky cheese, Uh, but uh, this uh, the L'Oreal heiress uh, Betancourt, who I think is she's old now. uh, She apparently, you know, gave Sarkozy all of this election money, which breached all the finance campaign laws, and so now they've like the. The federales are, you know, banging down her door in the middle of the night and rifling through all her shit, and she's freaking out. You're kidding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, old lady L'Oreal. Yeah, Lillian Betancourt, shocked by police who did a search of her home today, part of a judge's probe into whether she was manipulated into giving friends gifts worth one billion euros. Shit. Well, let's, no, hey, let's get on her yeah, mailing list. <laughs> hey, baby, come over here. I'll do you. No problem. Uh, Tristan was really nice and sent us uh, a very long explanation about the Muslim prayers in the streets of Paris. Uh, Tristan apparently is from Gitmo Nation Stinky Cheese and uh, says, hey, these videos are real. The prayers are real. These are happening all over the country, uh, but are more obvious in big cities. I've witnessed them in Paris myself. So this apparently is not just about the one place where the mosque is, uh, where they want the mosque. No, it's all over the, so there's segments of Paris where this is going on. And it seems to, it's almost done as some sort of a protest or a statement or, or something. Uh, 
and this is interesting. He says this is related to the more general problem of problem of immigration. Well, don't worry, because our friends in Austria are fixing that for you this weekend. Uh, which is spinning out of control here, is going very, very bad. There's a total blackout about it in the country. I myself am considered a Nazi and a fool in my own family for even talking about it. And this, of course, is the problem when you start restricting words and, and get all this political correctness, is you can't just talk about stuff anymore. And uh, he said the fact is a quarter of the center of Paris is forbidden to non-Muslims, but more broadly, white people. And you have no chance to come back alive if you go into the suburbs. Something is up. No wonder they're not donating. They're all <laughs> shivering in their homes. They're saving up to get out. Yeah. This is bad, bad, bad. Uh, very- I, I, I always had the sense that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the uh, Muslim influence in France, which, by the way, before 9-11, I had, unfortunately, I didn't do save page as. I ran into a website. uh that showed the, it was called the Muslim United States of, of Islam or something. It showed the entire world, it was a world map, and it showed all the countries and what year they were expected to turn into a majority of uh, Muslims Muslim. so they could yeah. vote out the democracy and vote in, you know, Sharia their right. Sharia and the rest of it. And they had, France and England were the top two coming up. I think they've been put on, 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 on the back burner, but France was number one. It was the first country expected to get a majority of Muslims and to become a Muslim nation. Now, whether that is going to happen or not, I still suspect that the anti-alcohol uh, movement in France, which is huge now, you can't advertise, you can't have the you wine. Know, people don't believe that when I tell them this. They're like, no, that's not true. I say, okay, all right, it's not true. People don't totally believe it. All you have to do is read, read the wine publications coming out of France. They're bitching oh, about wait it a minute, constantly. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. Let me just get my wine publication here. Hold on. I'm just saying, I if you want to research it, you could find these things that are online. Right, right. But, but the point is, is that there's that. all these onerous laws that are you know, trying to get people so they don't drink and, you know, using the drunk driving thing. But they're, you know, it's like we pointed out before. We're talking about people drinking in their homes you know, being a bad thing, and uh, and all these restrictions are taking place, and uh, I think that has something to do with it. I don't know that. I, I know what's going on, but I don't know exactly the, the basis for it, but I'm guessing. Well, just to add to that, to add insult to injury, in Le Courrier International, the following advertisement ran... I hope you, this is like a weird link. I hope you can take a look at it. It is basically a picture of the Twin Towers in New York, the New York skyline, with two planes passing overhead uh, because the towers are shorter than normal in the skyline. And the, the tagline is, learn to anticipate. Did you have the picture? I'm, uh, you sent me a, a link to the front page of this newspaper. Oh, you, you can't see Which it? has Mickey's picture on it and your daughter, I think. Oh, well, no, it's Patricia. Oh, that's wrong. Hold on a second. Who looks so, like your daughter. So, wait, get that link. This is from the Dutch newspaper, by the way. Get that link. Okay, there it is. In the chat room. Now, click on the picture. Wait, wait. Okay. Click on the picture. It's got a, I've got a loading icon. Okay. But anyway... It literally has a picture of the New York skyline, the Twin Towers about half their height still standing, with a plane going, one going left, one going right, and it says, learn to anticipate. And, I mean, that's just so full of amazing memes. 
that I, I just can't believe it. I hope you've been able to open it by now. Do you see the I picture? just opened it, and I, as I clicked on it, it went off the screen. Let me open it again. I think it, it, it opens in a little window. You have to expand there, the there window. You got it? Yeah. You see it? Learn to anticipate, yeah. Oh, on the two pictures. Oh, yeah, the two planes going in opposite directions. Oh, oh yeah, but over a shortened Twin Towers. Yeah. What's the point? Well, it's pretty fucking bad, John. It's like learn to so if you don't want to get struck by by oh, oh right well this is a yeah this is a but this isn't this basically the a, a major Scandinavian Nordic meme you know it's the old if you're your nail you know you expect to get hit by a hammer yeah that's basically don't stand it, yeah. up don't say anything shut up slave yeah. and you know don't <laughs> exactly. this is the problem that they have with marketing products out of Sweden uh, Finland in particular they don't want to say anything because it looks like they're bragging because if you brag yeah. You're a bad person. It's just a cultural thing, and this is a reflection of that. It's just crazy, though. It's bad. Yeah, it's just it's just reinforcing the the basic beliefs of this of the nation, which is you don't want to you know don't don't make waves, don't don't build the building too tall, don't don't draw right, attention to right, yourself. Yeah, right. Oh, that's good. Good point. All right, Gitmo Nation Taco. Um, that would be Mexico. Hillary Clinton says. Mexico drug war starting to look like insurgency. Okay, <laughs> so what does that mean? We're going to attack Gitmo Nation Mexico next so we can go, like, restore the peace? That's them's fighting words right there, boy, I tell you. Something's up. Something's very up there. Gitmo Nation, uh, oh, this, this blew me away. Great White North. This is crazy. Uh, so apparently in British Columbia... Um, on streets now, they will be projecting a 3D hologram starting September 7th, so I guess that already started, uh, of a child crossing the street running after a ball as you approach in your car. Wow, what technology are they using to do that? Well, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> the Optical Illusion campaign will cost $15,000 and will be installed close to Ecole Pauline Johnson Elementary School, and will remain in place for a week. So Heck, from, I, I want to go up and see this thing. Of course. From the far distance, the image will look just like a mark on the road, but the image of the girl and the ball will appear to rise up from the road when the car is 30 meters away. So what are you going to do, slam them on? I guess. But I'm like, wow, you know, you, you can actually do this, a 3D holographic image on the street? That's awesome. <laughs> That's bad, actually. But yeah, I mean, it's like, if you just, like, that, that just, I mean, can you imagine if this catches on and they start doing this everywhere? It just pops up. I mean, you've got like a hooker pop up to the right. Oh, wait a minute. Don't, don't solicit hookers. It's amazing. It only works at 30 meters distance, though. I'm saying, dude, let's make TV that way. Let's make movies that way. This is good <laughs> stuff. Well, I'm looking for images that show it, and I'm seeing nothing. Oh, wait, no. I sent you a link. Yeah, but it doesn't have a picture of it, does it? Yeah. Oh, At the top of the page. That's cool. Sure this isn't a hoax? Oh, there it is. No, I don't think, well, well shit, I don't know if it's a hoax. Didn't look like a hoax. Uh, while you're looking at that. Why is it in the garage? I mean, what's the deal? Well, I don't know. Um, Gitmo Nation poppies, if you go to the Boston.com, you know, they always have the big picture. 
this is from uh, September, but they're actually showing Afghanistan, August 2010. And there we have a U.S. soldier wading through a field of marijuana. I guess they're there for the harvest. Is it harvest time for marijuana, John? Uh, you know, I don't know what the cycle is for marijuana, but it would. But in Afghanistan, where you have that really strong uh, growing season, is possible. Why not? I mean, it's just beautiful. Here it is, Corporal Ryan Belgrave with the. Oh, sorry, with the Canadian Army's. Oh, the Canadians are doing it now. The Canadians get the, they're doing the pot, and we're, we're doing the we're heroin. The heroin, that's right. The Canadian Army's first battalion, the Royal Canadian Regiment Battle Group, walks through a field of marijuana plants during a patrol near the village of Salavat in the Panjway district west of Kandahar. Apparently, uh, the patrol did not see the marijuana plants. Right, yeah. A bunch of guys in their early 20s and late uh, 19s. They don't know it. It's the second picture. You have to see it. It's like, aren't we supposed to be like burning that or like, you know, getting rid of it? Oh, they're burning it all right. (laughs) This is just amazing. And then underneath it, a man pours fuel over a pile of illegal narcotics, which looks like just trash. Nearly nine tons of narcotics, including... Oh, this, it's like sick. It's like sick that they show these pictures. Like you see the Canadian soldier walking through the, the, the field of dope. And then underneath it, a dude with a rag on his head. It's probably, it's probably not even fuel. It's probably water. Like, yeah, like, we're really going to burn that. I mean, this is crazy. I can't believe, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe that this is being propagated to the human resources and that no one questions this. Hey, why is the soldier walking through the field that's as high as his shoulders? <laughs> right. Who's taking the picture and why are they doing it? <laughs> I mean, why? What why? is the message? I don't understand. It's confusing to me. Well, there's something screwy going on in uh, Afghanistan in terms of our policies. We, we've tried to deconstruct this over the last number of months. We're trying to get out there. You know, people we're getting messaging that's from the top higher up saying we should be out of there. And other people say, no, we shouldn't. We don't know. We haven't been able to figure out what side anybody's on. The CIA is going to stay in there and keep bringing the drugs and to help finance the company, which is, you know, one way of getting billions of dollars. But there was a piece that was run on Katie Couric's show, and I listened to uh, her newscast, and she still doesn't seem like she should be a network anchor, to be honest about it. But this is a a situation that occurred recently, and they did a really, really, really uh, major package on it. It was the longest piece on the entire news broadcast uh, on this, quote-unquote, Afghanistan problem. I think we we might want to listen to this. Oh, I'm sorry. What is I? I I'm queuing it up. Yeah, but which one is it? Kirk on Afghanistan problem. Got it. Now to the war in Afghanistan. General Petraeus has said the U.S. cannot succeed without winning the hearts and minds of Afghan civilians. But tonight, there's a disturbing development and a story that David Martin first reported back in May. U.S. troops accused of killing civilians in cold blood. David tells us 12 soldiers are now facing military charges. 
If the charges are proven, this was the platoon from hell. Five American soldiers accused of murdering Afghan civilians just because they could. Seven more involved in the cover-up. Plus, mutilating corpses, taking pot shots at Afghan civilians, smoking hash, and beating up a private who blew the whistle. They may have done more harm to the American cause in Afghanistan than any equivalent number of Taliban could hope to cause. This is the kind of thing that hurts us enormously, and it will have a disproportionate effect, just like Abu Ghraib did, just like any such incident, just like the Koran burning would in Florida. The soldiers were operating in the Taliban heartland near Kandahar, where they were supposed to be winning hearts and minds. According to court documents, it began when Sergeant Calvin Gibbs, seen here in a high school photo, joked about how easy it would be to toss a grenade at someone and kill them. It turned into a conspiracy when five soldiers allegedly formed a kill team and on separate occasions murdered three Afghan civilians apparently chosen at random. Defense attorneys intend to fight the charges, but whatever the outcome of the court case, the damage in Afghanistan has already been done. Wow, what the hell is this about? This is Okay, well, let me, let me go. By the way, this wasn't the longest package. I take it back. The package that was the longest was the uh, the Koran burning package that they did earlier in the show, and they mentioned in this package, this is old news from, yeah, May, from May when McChrystal like, was running the yeah, place. Yeah, well, why is this all of a sudden back on the agenda? I think it was to throw. I think to, to throw in the meme about the Koran burning because they uh, ran that piece. How long was that piece? You have it on your timer. Uh, hold on a second. That was one thirty-five. Okay, there was a three-minute piece they did. If you want to play it, yeah. Kurik on the Koran burning. That was the longest piece. This was the longest piece on the on the broadcast. It took up. It took up over. Uh, it was almost like. You know, a quarter of the show was on this Koran burning, and everybody's coming out has been told, get this guy to stop. And so they make the, the, this, this character, and, you know, it's got this, wants to burn the Koran on Saturday or whenever. Uh, they, they, it, they, by the way, the media is blown. If, if, if nobody covered this, this wouldn't have been a problem. But the media started covering it, and now it became an issue. So they've got the word out for everybody, right wing, left wing, everybody to jump on this guy. And then the, the Kurik report makes him out to be like a lunatic. Uh, out and out nutcase, and I think we should probably play it. But I think this other piece was just to, to further, just to set it up, just to set up the Quran burnings. Well, no, it was actually after this piece ran. After, first, the Quran burning piece ran. Then they ran this piece. Sorry, I put it out of order. And then in this piece, they ran the one we just played. They ran the Quran burning meme again, just to remind us. And the, the, the Jesus is all bad. Anyway, play the correct Quran burning. But read the Quran or visited a mosque, was willing to hear from the other side. He spent 30 minutes with a local imam. I think uh, the pastor, as a Christian, will uh, follow in the footsteps of Christ and would do the right thing. However, Jones has not changed his mind yet. Spurred on, he says, by the supporters who sent him copies of the Quran to burn and a phone call from a man claiming to be a former special forces soldier who says he saw actions of radical Muslims in the former Yugoslavia. He said he was there as a three-story building that was a hospital. A three-story building full with Christians was burnt to the ground and they were allowed to do nothing. There's no evidence that incident happened. Here in his hometown, priests, rabbis, and imams led more than 200 in prayer to denounce Jones. I firmly believe it is a type of terrorism that he's uh, committing. 
You know, this is there's, there's something going on over here with this as well because you know Geert Wilders is they're trying to put the the government together. Um, he's he's literally saying, look, uh, I'm against this whole uh, this Islam thing. He says it's not a religion; it's a political movement, and he's propagating memes here as well. And people are talking about this Quran burning, and this it, this is all over the world. This is a setup. Yeah. Do we want to continue listening to this piece? It's kind of boring to me. Uh, I just play another a couple of bits. Okay. Even the church Jones once led in Germany is distancing itself. The protest can only be a negative thing, the church leader says. Jones left that church in 2007 amid allegations he misspent church funds, a charge he denies. His own daughter told a Gainesville newspaper Jones Church is a cult, closed to the outside world and controlled by him. In depositions last month for a lawsuit, Jones said Hinduism, Buddhism and Judaism all are of the devil. Last year, the church lashed out against Gainesville's openly gay mayor. Trying to convert. There's too much in here. It's unbelievable. It goes on. They called it Gainesville, you know, something. It goes on and on. The guy is a is a cult leader. He's a child molester. He uh, steals money from the. It's just it's just it, it, they pile it on and pile it on and pile it on. And, and to me, it's like it could all be true. But why are we even covering this guy in the first place? It's like the media has created the, the the firestorm, and now they're trying to put it out by making you know the guy. Yeah, probably is a nutcase. So why are we covering it? You so you're right. Me. Something's yeah, up. Something's up. It's and it's a worldwide meme. Oh, yeah, man. and something's up because we, this story points out what a crackpot this character is. Uh, whatever. I mean, maybe he's not. Maybe he is. Who knows? But all we know is we're getting this 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 kind of created event that the media has created for some reason to stir up shit or to. But it, it seems as though they're trying to. To stop it from happening, you know, I'm telling tell, John. I'm telling you, if you put all the bits together that we've discussed in this show, so this clearly is a setup. This, you know, this is like here's what you're doing this week. Here's the script. Here's how you do it. And then when the president, I'm telling you, man, the president went off script with five words during his Labor Day speech. They all freak out. They're calling the White House because it's completely scripted. Everything. We just haven't well, figured apparently. out exactly what it is, but this is, it, it's just, who cares? This is crazy. I mean, the fact that they cover this, listen to some of the weirdness. First of all, they tra- track back this guy to some German church, and they got a camera crew having the German guy say something, you know, this is a bad thing, and then yeah. that was it. It's a one-second <laughs> clip. Well, how much did it cost to send a crew to this guy's house to have him say it's a bad thing? It just seems to me, you know what it looks like when I looked at this package? It looked like a reality show where the guy says, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to call Gail and break up with her. Then they have a camera on Gail picking up the phone 10 miles away. <laughs> yeah, How exactly. did the camera guy know to be there? <laughs> yeah, well, he just happened to be there because his itinerary said he needed to be there. Call time, 8.30 a.m., get the crazy German guy. It's produced. So the whole thing is really screwy. It's produced. Do we want to do the victory mosque? Anything from that? The Victory Mosque is, well, actually, it was funny because they, they play this long three-minute clip that we only played part of, which is the Koran burning. Then they play the Afghanistan problem, which was two minutes. And then they cut the, the Victory Mosque. <laughs> throw that little, in. Let's little, just throw that in. Let's snippet, th- which, by the way, is also assuaging everything. It's just they gloss it over as though it's no big deal. Play it. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, here in New York, Imam Faisal Abdul Rauf today defended his plan to build an. How long do you think Katie Couric has to practice at home in front of the mirror to say that? Imam Abdul Fabul Abdullah. That's a tough one. I mean, that's a. Let me just try and let's try and say. New York, it Imam Faisal Abdul Rauf today. De- Imam Faisal Abdul Rayat today. Raoul, I think. Raoul. Raoul. While here in New York, Imam Faisal Abdul Raouf today defended his plan to build an Islamic cultural center two blocks from ground zero. Raouf said he's sensitive to the feelings of the 9-11 families, but he said the center, which will include prayer spaces for Muslims, Christians, and Jews, is intended to cultivate understanding among all religions and cultures. Party line. Yep. It's for everybody. Hey, we need yeah. a no agenda church. We need to get to, uh, get on some of this action, man. I want to be in the community center with the no agenda church. That would be good. Hey, so meanwhile, in uh, Gitmo Nation Leprechaun, uh, Irish, so they're trying to get rid of cash. Because, of course, you know, <laughs> we don't need cash, you stupid slaves. So uh, Irish banks, you're going to love this, man. Need to, this is like multiple story. Need to impose much larger ATM fees on their slaves, I mean customers, if the number of bank robberies involving hostage taking is to be reduced, according to the Minister of Justice. What? Yeah. Okay, so here's what happened. There's apparently been a wake of kidnapping of, uh, uh, wait a minute, there was a kidnapping of a bank manager's wife. She was held hostage by an armed gang until her husband handed over 300,000 euros from the uh, AIB bank branch where he works. So what the, what the uh, Ministry of Truth is saying is we have to get rid of cash so people have to start using uh, cashless money uh, so that there's not a lot of cash. Therefore, bank robbers won't be demanding big ransoms. And therefore kidnapping people. And the way this gonna, is the most specious thing I've ever heard yeah, in my so, life. So the way they're going to do that is they're going to raise enormous ATM fees, i.e. for charging the slaves for taking money out of the ATM. And by the way, by the way, ATMs were put in to save the bank money so they could fire <laughs> a bunch of tellers. They should be paying us to use it. I know. I know. It's amazing. So, you know, we really have to, you know, this could happen here. This is a brilliant move. So, of course, we know that Arizona is the second, uh, is after number one, it's the number two capital for kidnappings in the world. The solution to all of this is not actually like kick out the cartel or arrest people. No, we're going to have higher ATM fees so that um, uh, kidnappers will have less incentive to kidnap people because you know, you can't basically transfer a wire to them. You know, there's no cash. Yeah, they'd love to do that. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that just fantastic? If the Irish put up with this crap, they should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, yeah. 300,000 euros. The guy, you know, he just, you know, it's like, we we can't, we can't have cash. (laughs) It's too much fun, I tell you. We, you know, we, even if you and I sat down, John, with a couple of doobies and, uh, and some wine, we couldn't make that story up. 
No, it's because it's, it's ludicrous. <laughs> All right. Um, so a couple of things I do want to mention before we get out of here. One, I do have an end of show clip, which I think uh, we should do, John, which is uh, our friend Nigel Farage going off uh, uh, in yes. the European Union once again. The guy is absolutely phenomenal. <clears throat> I think we should say that we have received two, as far as I can tell, notes about Chantix from uh, uh, slaves who have had good experiences. With uh, with Chantix, and it has helped them stop smoking, and uh, they did not have any huge uh, negative effects. Would you uh, agree that's a good summation? Yeah, that's about it. And one guy, in fact, complained that he didn't have the vivid yeah, dreams. He was, he was, like, was pissed before. off. He was like, I want the good stuff. <laughs> he didn't get any of the good stuff. And um, on September 27th, 2009... On episode 134 of this very program, I predicted that gold would be $1,500 an ounce within one year. Uh, At the time, it was uh, just under $1,000 an ounce. Uh, I probably won't make the prediction, uh, but thank you, Slave Jones, for uh, passing that on. I'm going to come pretty damn close. What are we at? We're nearing $1,300 an ounce now? Well, actually, I just looked at it the other day. Let me take another look. Hang on. I haven't looked at it today, so it may have gone down. Uh, oh. But I know we were at twelve. We all record time, record high, record high. So maybe twelve fifty. But I think we're we're getting close to thirteen hundred. We probably, of course, won't make the fifteen hundred. But uh, that's uh, right now. It's at twelve forty nine. It went down eight bucks today. Just on this story alone, right? Apparently. <laughs> but uh, so okay, I was not near my fifteen hundred. But uh, I would say if no. But were, anybody taking your advice would have not have lost anything. Knew they would have made some money. They would have done quite well. Uh, let me see. We have some uh, eh, lots of plane train stuff. We won't get into that. Go look at the show notes. No agenda show dot com. Uh, now, apparently, Hill and Knowlton has uh, made the near miss is the story of the day. Oh, near miss. Oh, oh, they just missed each other. So now we, we don't even have actually any uh, airplane accidents. We just actually have, just talk about the thing that almost happened. Oh, it almost happened. Oh, we just missed it. Oh, oh, we're so good. I think they got everything. I think their memes are all, their ducks are all in a row, and or their memes are all in a row. I think they've got everything set up. I think they can, I think Dick Hill and Nolten can cut loose from this project pretty I, yeah, soon. I, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. It's a and, done deal. Yeah, so we should probably retire the jingle because uh, we're done. I think we lost. We're out yeah, of the we, game. we lost. We're out of the game. It's all over. Uh, there's a, uh, a new 3D analysis of... Um, the uh, World Trade Center uh, catastrophe, September 11th. It's in the show notes under false flag. Take a look at that. It's like a 20-minute video. It's well worth uh, examining. A lot of people are talking about that. Of course, these things always ramp up around September 11th. And, um, uh, oh, John, we need to do Sunday show later. I have, like, a huge family conflict thing, and it just it, I, I, there's no way I can do it. Can we start the show at, like, noon? Uh, do one, two. Yeah, but I have to get out of here at two because I am going up to Petaluma. Okay, so we'll we'll start it at noon sharp. See if you can do a quarter to noon would be better. I don't know if I can do a quarter. I'm going to try okay. quarter to noon. Just we'll, give it we'll a shot. Our best. All right. Coming to oh. you from the uh, Gibbo Nation Lowlands Secured Bank Vault, I am your slave, Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley where it's... Time to take out the gar. Oh, actually, the garbage truck's already picked up the garbage, so I guess I 
No, I already put garbage out last night. I'm confused. Here in northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Sunday, uh, three hours later than normal, but we'll post that for sure and watch out for the bad signal. Uh, Right here, as always, on No Agenda. On behalf of Europe of Freedom and Democracy, uh, Mr. President Nigel Farage, the floor is yours. Well, this grand occasion, Mr. Barroso, your State of the Union speech doesn't, I think, quite put you on a par with President Obama, because there is one fundamental difference. He, of course, is elected, and you are not. And 48 million people watched his address, and here in the European Parliament, we even have to beg to get the MEPs to turn up to listen to you. And you completely, you completely ignored the State of the Union. You said what you, how you felt things were going. You pointed your way forwards. The Eurobarometer poll, the Commission's own polling organisation, tells us the truth. And it tells us that in the last six months, there has been a dramatic drop in confidence in people's you know, belief, even in belonging to the Union. A 10% drop in Germany. A 17% drop in Greece. A 9% drop in Portugal. And less than half of EU citizens think that being a member of the club is worth it. Even more revealing is that in your own country of Portugal, in the last six months, a further one in four people have lost total faith in EU institutions. That, Mr Barroso, is hardly an endorsement of success or belief. And yet, for most people today, there seems to be this great self-satisfaction. Well, don't be too satisfied, because the people have worked it out for themselves, the real state of the Union, it is increasingly, it is loathed and despised. And yet some claim this is because they want more Europe. Mr Verhofstadt said people want more common policies. No, the evidence, the evidence is clear. The evidence is clear. Interesting, President, when I barrack people, I get threatened with fines. But never mind. Never mind. The evidence is the more common policies there are, the less people like it. People have recognised the devastation of the common fisheries policy. They've recognised the inequality of the common agricultural policy, the lost business opportunities of the common commercial policy, and of course now the big one, the common currency. This ill-conceived political attempt to force people into a monetary union without ever asking any of them whether they wanted to be there. Well, it's perfectly clear that this currency doesn't suit Germany and it doesn't suit Greece. One is now trapped inside an economic prison and you can pretend the crisis has gone away but it hasn't because the bond spreads are now 8% on 5 and 10 year bonds. You can smile Mr Schultz but you know nothing of financial markets or how these things work. And in your own country, in your own country, well why should the German taxpayer increasingly pick up the bill? This form of government isn't working, and yet what we heard today is we're going to have a common defence policy and a common foreign policy. And the other reason why these polls are where they are is people don't respect you, because you cheated to get the Lisbon Treaty through, and we were told it would simplify everything, but we'd know where we stand. Well, we don't. Who is in charge of this EU? Is it you, Mr Barroso? Is it my old friend Herman Van Rompuy? Is it the... Is it the Belgian presidency? Now that really is good stuff, isn't it? You still can't form a government in your own country, and yet you're presidents of the European Union. I mean, whichever way you look at it, the whole thing is a bit of a dog's dinner, isn't it, really?
The EU has never had so much power and yet it has never been so unpopular. But not satisfied with the 2.4 billion euros a year that is now being spent on EU propaganda, you want the overall budget to increase by 6% and personally you are to have a full-time TV crew, we understand, to traipse round with you, new press officers, new webmasters. You are not analysing why this is going wrong, Mr Barroso, you simply don't get it. Thank you. Mr. Nigel Farage, co-president. The row over the Roma in France today is, of course, caused directly by failing European Union policies. It was a huge mistake to allow Bulgaria and Romania to join the European Union whilst there were millions of people, millions of Roma in those countries being heavily discriminated against. It is no wonder that now they're part of the Union, they're seeking to move elsewhere. And, and this goes with everything, doesn't it? Every single one of these policies fails, leads to a problem, whether it's this, whether it's the Euro, and all the way through we see this fanatical political ambition to create a United States of Europe regardless of the consequences and at no time has any of this been endorsed by the voting public. That, Mr Barroso, is the true State of the Union. Thank you. Today I have outlined how I see the European Union doing that. I have committed to deliver the proposals to build our economic union. I have made a case to fast-track our reform agenda. I have set out how to modernize our social market economy to deliver growth and jobs in a smart, sustainable, inclusive economy. Yeah. Shut up, sleeve. So uh, I wonder if we're the only broadcasters that are actually 100% against the EU. <laughs> well, we're not getting paid by anybody, so I guess we, we can. Yeah, that's exactly the point. Oh, we're man. not in the bag. No. Hey, good show. It was okay. I thought your timing on the clips was a little shaky today. Usually well, you're on the money. Yeah, well, you know what the problem is, is we have mega delay. I've only got one screen. This is this is the big oh. problem. So when you're calling for something, i got to hunt around and grab stuff. So I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I try that my makes best. It's, uh, it's I a think little... the, the material was good. We had a yeah. good range of material. Yeah, for sure. And, um, and your thing at just before, I, by the way, I thought it was ideal timing your little commentary just before the donation uh, uh plea. it worked out right yeah 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 what was that topic again i already forgot uh it was uh, uh oh hold on a second i gotta stop the uh, recording hold on i have to uh